What's up, everybody? This week's episode is brought to you by Ranger Nutrition. Uh, Ranger Nutrition is a disabled veteran-owned company. Uh, They make all-natural sports nutrition products that are made and manufactured right here in the good old United States. They make protein powders. They make pre-workout formulas. They make weight loss supplements, which they have a a new one coming out here pretty soon that um, is going to replace, I believe, Catalyst XT, which is a great product in itself, but they're just making it better. So, But you can go to rangernutrition.com, use promo code SMUGCAST, and you will get 15% off your order. But that's Ranger Nutrition, designed for fitness warriors. Also, Jay's Wings and Seafood over on the east side of Indianapolis. You can pop in there, give promo code SMUGCAST, and you will get 10% off your order. Uh, But you can call in your order and save a little time. It's 317-890-0088. And they are located at 8237 Pendleton Pike in Lawrence, Indiana, 46226. Uh, also, a big shout out to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio. They've helped us out with the studio. They help us out with everything involved in recording what you're hearing right now. But that's Repo Records taking the music back. Uh, this week, special guest in the studio, old friend of uh, BJ's from years back. But this dude, is uh, he's a metal metal rocker. He uh awesome dude. Really good dude. Um he uh, has been on tours with Ozzy Osbourne. With uh, uh, I mean, you you name it. <laughs> he's either he's either sold merch or rocked out. I mean, that's that's his gig, man. He's a, he's covered head to toe. Uh, I think we talk about it in the episode with tattoos. Uh, he sells tattoo supplies. I mean, this dude is he's he's a real deal. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, with that, this is Smug I'm doing I'm trying to learn the job in you. My GPS is always stuck in the goddamn jungle. Come on. This is Smugcast. Alright. Welcome to another episode of Smugcast. I'm AP. Uh, with me each and every fucking week. The BJ. If you're not cheating, you are not trying. That is that is absolutely correct. I, th- I believe that's uh, NASCAR's rule of thought. If you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, watch out for those right turns, though. Yeah, they're fucking. They're hard. <laughs> yeah, they're they hard. are impactful. <laughs> we have we have our very own most interesting man in the world. Yes, with us today. Oh, man, I'm humbled. Um, we BJ, tell me about uh this this gentleman couple weeks ago and i was instantly fucking stoked um i am even though i get shit because i went to a fucking nickelback concert one fucking time i i love fucking hard rock just metal fucking bust your face off shit (laughs) and uh the gentleman that is with us today will go by chad z sounds good my brother uh he is a we were going to work on a, a kind of an introduction, and we—he's into too much shit. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking narrow it down. And this this dude is into all kinds of shit. Music. He's in a fucking band. He's covered from fucking head to toe in tattoos, which I'm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I love that shit. I, if I could have sleeves, I would do it. Um, 
But he's just he's in all kinds of shit, man. Also, I mean, wrestling, wrestling, collectibles. Oh god, he's just Transformers. Oh. That's right. And it, you hear that, Craig? Craig. What up, Craig? <laughs> I didn't tell him you were coming on. I I, got, I left it as a surprise. All right. That's what's up. It's Friday, Craig. Yeah, he's still, he's still on vacation. Is he? Yeah. I thought that... Oh, was he? Oh, I guess I think, it did start last week. Yeah. Vacation. And then... Um, he's not going to do a countdown until his next vacation, right? No. Because if I have to see that shit at like 365 days... No, because down, you guys were mean to him. He got my mom involved. Yeah, oh, I know. No. Fucking cry, baby. Mom's involved. <laughs> it's <laughs> the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a... Uh, but I told him last night we're going to be doing like the... Uh, we're ripping off uh, the, the 90s where we're going to do a 90s one, get a group of people together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and talk about why the what we enjoyed in the 90s. Yeah. That if you get arrested under... You were still a teenager and you get away with it. Yeah. Because mm. once you hit 18, you knew that it'd stick a little bit longer. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of truth in that. True shay. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I really don't even know where to start with this episode because... Uh, he is into so much stuff that you know because you told me music and i'm like i love a good road story well a little backstory is we went to high school together we graduated the same year and um i've i've known him probably since middle Middle school middle school yeah. yeah and um we're from i was obviously i played a lot of sports i was on that side and then you know a lot of times there there's class separation you know there is but we bonded over wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, because you mm. just you just throw it up and you too sweet, see? <laughs> And it's amazing because like most people, because we all have now it's okay to bring out your inner things that you like. Absolutely. Because no inner nerd. Yeah, your inner nerd. Yep. I mean, because you can be open about everything. And this is and I saw him on social media because I didn't, you know, really have. I had a couple of social medias, but not Facebook. Yeah. Because um, I was trying to hold out. Yeah. And, oh, you held out definitely. Yeah, I just joined January <laughs> you, this year. You, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you, you won the fucking award for that. If we didn't do this, <laughs> if we were not doing this show, and I and I was trying to get the show out, and I was doing it, that's the only reason I joined it. It is funny that you bring that up because when I started Facebook, which I couldn't tell you when, but the guys in my band <clears throat> made my Facebook and said, "Pick a password." I said, "What?" What? <laughs> what is this? Is this like the MySpace? I mean, oh, God. is this MySpace. another one of those bane of my existence <laughs> platforms that I have to tell the world about my existence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. MySpace. Fucking God, I remember, dude, my shit was. And you put music, remember you put the music on there? Dude, that's that that little feature right there is what helped my band get signed because well, everybody was watching MySpace plays. Yeah, it was about how many plays your band had, and if you were blowing up, labels were looking at that shit for sure. Really? Absolutely, but MySpace made a comeback, or they tried to, right? Well, it became like um, plenty of fish in the sea or something. It almost became like a hookup site. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, go getting Tinder on me now. But I thought they. Uh, <laughs> I will swipe right because um, uh, Justin Timberlake like was one of the people who went in and bought it and was trying to make it strictly for music right music i believe kind of like a is it tittle tittle or whatever you say it i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about because because jay-z has his album out on that and you can only get it on that platform oh i heard about so that. now they're becoming that motherfucker went platinum in five days well they're, they're creating platforms where you can only get music from certain um like 
like when K- Katy Perry's new album was going to come out, I was reading an article. That chick's went off the deep end. Oh. Yeah. Train wreck. That's, <laughs> train wreck. I love a good train wreck. Oh, I do too. It's like, sure. Br- it's like the Britney I, I am a station for train wrecks. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch it. Put it on. I know it. Marathon. And so then Taylor Swift dumped all her music on iTunes because mm. she had it off there. Yep. So it's almost become like, in, in you can talk more about the politics in it, but very political, like timing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because one of the rappers that um, came out with an album when Jay Z did, he's like, "Why you got to drop it the same week I'm dropping mine?" Because <laughs> yeah. you can move. Because it's true, you can move up a date, drop back a date, and Absolutely. stuff like that. Habitual line stepper she is. <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of the metal guys. That was iTunes is their platform. There's yeah. a lot of bands where like and. Dudes, I'm gonna be honest. In my work van, I'm still jamming CDs. I'm an analog guy. I've got yeah. vinyls, and I still got my cassette tapes. Yeah, um, yeah, Rockman, right there. That's what's up. Well, Redman, Red like, Red Man Muddy Waters was in it. Yeah, that's, well, that's like we, when we talked to, um, uh, you know, Blonde or Burnett. Uh, you know, Caitlin, which is twenty. I don't know, twenty four. I'm not sure. She lies about her age. She says, she, "I think but not she's about her breast size." She's like, ni- "Hello." <laughs> she's like nineteen to twenty-four. I'm not sure. Okay, That's but a, you know, safe play. All of us growing up, you know, we had like Jess had a you know C, you know six disc CD changer. Mm. You know, that I mean that was like the shit. Mm. You know, and Caitlin's like, "Well, I had an aux cord." i have bluetooth (laughs) yeah i mean you know it was just like i was like oh shit oh yeah i was like yeah i mean i remember those days when you know a six disc cd changer was the shit i have one i have one my car actually do you yeah well the car that i now have because i had to get rid of my truck so my wife could have a new car has a six disc cd changer in it and it still has all six cds in it that she had in it when she had it. I actually have Chad Mills's in there when he gave me to listen to for the ideas. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, the only yeah, scene yeah. that's in there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Whoa. Wow. I mean, <laughs> we got a little off track there. I don't no, know. what? But the quality of music is, I. there's something about, I actually have a record player sitting in my little yeah. room that I'll eventually live in by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about, I remember playing, my mom had a record player. I remember playing music on that. And there's something about when the needle drops. Oh, and it oh, let yeah. you know it was going. Yeah. But the sound quality, like, you know, these, like, the, the I think headphones is still the most underrated thing because if you put a Craigslist in the headphones all the time, and so did I, we would we would wear out Walkmans. We would wear them out in CD players because we just, there's some about, because you put your headphones on, you can't hear anything else. Yeah. I wear my headphones most of the day, and I'm usually playing music. And, yeah. And I think that we underestimate the power of music. Oh, oh, absolutely. Last night on... Uh, uh, totally agree with that. We're, we're talking before the show started. We are talking about Glow, the new wrestling show on Netflix. Last, yeah. They had a Journey song, like the first couple episodes, and it started playing, and then after the episode, I went and did something, and I just pulled up Journey and just started rocking to it outside when smoking heaters. <laughs> yeah. Because all of a sudden, it just makes you want to like... Oh, yeah. yeah it's great. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, no, I, I, um, I learned the, the power of music through snowboarding. That's because there was, there was nothing more awesome than, you know, you, you know, because when, I mean, when you're sliding down a hill, you know, I mean, it's just you, you know, I mean, you may have buddies around, but I mean, it's not like you can fucking talk to each other. Yeah. You hear your you know? own heartbeat you're yeah. with you. Yeah. And so I, I found that love of, you know, throwing a set of headphones on and, you know, cranking my iPod or my iPhone or whatever music source I had and, 
it's like the fucking world is, is playing music mm-hmm. to you. Yes. And you flow, you know, depending on what song you had on, I mean, you just flow or, man, you may just get, you know, have some fucking metal on and get jacked and just, you know, try to go do some stupid shit, <laughs> you know? But it was, you know, I, I that is probably my most peaceful moment in my life is to be, you know, sliding down a fucking hill and... You know, no matter if anybody's there or not, but I have my music on and just that flow that you get into. And I mean, you get into like this. I'm getting fucking cold chills right now just talking about it. And you, I mean, you just, you just, you can do whatever the fuck you want, man. It's just like, it's, you're the only person in the world. And he's a big wrestling um, fan like I am. And there's something about it's almost like your your own entrance music, oh. like when Stone Cold's hit the glass broke, and you would just like you would just see the response. And the same thing you put on your favorite song, and playing sports, um, wore headphones a lot before we played. Yeah, and then before I did the I did a couple of wrestling matches, and that's why I had them on before because it, it helps you get your oh yeah yeah and that's, your game face on yeah yeah oh for I sure. hate game face. <laughs> what is a game? <laughs> Bob Knight did that. What is a game face? I, yeah, I remember that. I shook that motherfucker's hand one time. That's awesome. That's a big son of a bitch. Well, at least he didn't choke you. I was worried. Or, I went to, went to the uh, Bob Knight basketball camp. Yep. And, um, I mean, I didn't want to go, but I, I don't know. Everybody else was going, so I did. And... Um, <laughs> They had a well. They had a uh, they had a three on three. I set a fart bomb off in one of the <clears throat> in one of the because uh, you stayed in the dorms at IU, and I set a fart bomb off, and people went fucking ape shit. And I went to the bathroom and threw it in the trash can because it was just like this liquid shit. And pe- the fucking like the the guys that were like um, in charge of it, like they were in charge of your dorm. They like came like running down the halls like what the fuck is that you know they were freaking out. And uh, I was in the bathroom, bathroom washing my hands because I had that shit all over me. And uh, they came in and they were like, do you smell that? And I was like, Man, fuck yeah, of course I smell that. <laughs> I was like, what is that shit? <laughs> and he, he was like, I don't know, man. Somebody, some, that somebody, shit. Somebody, played a, <laughs> somebody played a prank or something. And I was like, I've just sitting there washing my hands. going, Man, I don't know, man. I didn't see anybody. I was like, it st- smells like ass in here, though. <laughs> Straight kayfabe. I talked, to, um, but I talked to a few people. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't even finish my story. What's that? I forgot. About shaking Bob Knight's hand. Yeah. Totally, totally forgot. Now I'm tired as fuck, man. I've, I've been working. I've worked my ass off today. Because we're old. It is. But we were at this camp, and uh, they have a three-on-three contest. Yeah. And um, so we played in it, and we won. Like, we, we were, I don't know, somehow we fucking won. And um, so at the end of the into the camp you know you had like this award ceremony and the people who won you know you come up you got a little fucking plaque and shit and um bob knight shows up he gives a fucking speech i don't remember what the fuck it was i was like fucking 12 and um but you know you go up and you accept your award from bob knight and i was sitting in the back of the room because that's what i normally do and so i walk up and this son of a bitch is the biggest fucking person at that point in time in my life that i had ever seen and I remember walking up and looking at him just going, holy shit, this motherfucker could eat me. <laughs> and he reached out with that big ass fucking paw 
And I, you know, I just like fucking, you know, I didn't know how to shake a hand back then. You know, there was no firm fucking handshake. You know, I just stuck my hand out and he grabbed that motherfucker up. And I thought this motherfucker is going to break my hand right here. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to (laughs) laugh. I went to, uh, no, I went to Purdue basketball camp. Oh yeah. And then we won the, I know you're not going to believe this, but it is in a record book. Fast break champions. Oh, how in the fuck did that happen? I don't know. We won. <laughs> and I remember meeting Gene Katie because he showed up at the end or whatever because all the other coaches run it. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, you see these guys on TV and it's kind of what I'm going to go do into next because you're excited. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's fucking Gene Katie. Like, yeah. I don't like Purdue, but it's still cool to be here. <laughs> and we never got to play on Mackey Arena because yeah. uh, Coach Kendrick at the time, his kids were there, so they always played there every day. Mm. So we never got yeah, to play yeah. on it. We always had to play in the um, – yeah. Uh, try indoor track and field yeah we played in the hyper a lot <clears throat> so what uh we were i saw some people um that i know about you were coming on that didn't know you and then did not then coming in a little bit of background and i always get the same question when we meet certain people is have you uh, the biggest starstruck moment you've had where you're just like oh well i'm kind of blessed to be um uh involved in music since i was a child uh my uncle Dwayne, he was part of the Crepe Soul, which was John Mellencamp's backing band in high school. Okay. So as a baby, <clears throat> speaking of these headphones, I have flashbacks of being three or four years old and sitting in the middle of their band room and having these headphones on and just staring at all of them playing and feeling that rhythm in my chest and in my body. That's what I think compelled me from just a just a baby age but then uh my second cousin george who passed away a few years ago um he co-wrote several albums with john mellencamp so um to me like uh him being around my family as i was growing up uh and just hearing about him all the time and and again my cousin george uh he he basically they were best friends in high school started writing music with him and then from there uh george signed with warner brothers and started he became a, a an official songwriter and he would um write uh he'd have binders and binders full of these songs and he would turn them into warner brothers and anybody could just you know any of these huge artists that aren't necessarily writing their own lyrics but are you know singer uh or performers, not necessarily singer-songwriter. Uh, he's, his music got picked up. Everybody from Barbara Streisand to Chris Christopherson, I mean, you you can Google him and Holy see like, just his list of accolades with all these people that he wrote for. And so, like, I was kind of exposed to that at a young age, but I didn't know that Mellencamp was something special. He was just yeah. a, a friend of the family. Uh, and then uh, from from there, it would probably be like – jump forward to when i was 12 and i started my first band and so my uncle donnie would take me to concerts every summer we go to deer creek and the first concert i went to was tesla and firehouse it was an 80s hair metal band <laughs> tesla <laughs> tesla remade signs yes so my it's it still gets me to this day dude i my, you know my, we'll, my knees go weak we're gonna we'll play at the end we'll play out the tesla signs beautiful what, it, what, what say it again tesla signs <clears throat> okay We'll play out that. Oh, I that didn't get a awesome. mu- I didn't get a music selection. No, you're fine. It was a bad day today. No, you're fine. Okay. Oh, t- Tesla again is uh, just um, you know, the, us twelve years old. You know, we're sitting up in the upper pavilion and we're watching these uh, this band and, and Firehouse. I'd already been obsessed with them because my uncle Donnie he just he had this plethora of cassette tapes and if it wasn't like hair metal, it was Metallica. That that was what really uh, got me going and. Uh, 
we when we went to that show um some friends of ours were sitting down close close and so uh one of them caught a guitar pick from the guitar player from firehouse and he gave me that pick and to me i think that was the first moment of being starstruck i didn't get to meet the guitar players nowhere near him but when they gave me that pick and i thought man he played with that on stage that night it as a kid it just oh yeah man boom and hell yes just loved every 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 moment that i could interact with music from there on uh just uh it ruled my life i got back and a, a kid that i went to kindergarten with that me and bj both went to school with uh his name's john Heyman. uh we started a punk band with a couple of other other friends and we were um uh, we played like the high school talent shows and stuff, and we oh, yeah. that's kind of where yeah. we got our start. And to me, it, it all went back to uh, 80s hair metal, and it had nothing to do with what we were playing, but it was just that moment of of finally discovering this music in my life. And then, like, to me, going to Deer Creek and seeing these shows, I was starstruck a uh, football field away. You know, oh, seeing yeah, them up there, yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable power, just seeing. Yeah, we, I, um, I've I've always been a huge Guns N' Roses fan. Love some guns. <laughs> yes, sir. And um actually my mother-in-law is too. Oh, you know, and she's, you know, 50 something years old, you know, I'm 35, just turned it. And uh but I've always I don't I I don't know why, but I I remember like when uh, November Rain came out, the videos. Yeah, man. fuck yeah, man. And um so I mean, I've I've always been a fan and uh I've I've uh, dabbled in a guitar most of my i mean you know that's why you, there's fucking a bass guitar and absolutely acoustic sitting on the wall uh the electric that i had uh well it's no longer here we're not going to talk about that but it's no longer here um but I, I for i for years tried to play um you know the opening rift or rift opening riff of uh sweet shot of mine just that they, I mean, yes. just that, and it, I, my, my, I broke the, I broke my left wrist, and so it doesn't, I can't. That's a weird chord yeah. to. So it, it doesn't. Um, if I bend it that way for too long, it just goes numb. Mm. So I can't, I can't. It's, it's like it's, it's literally fucking impossible for me to play the guitar, and, um, but so anyway, um, last summer. Uh, Guns N' Roses, you know, because they got back together. Yes. I mean, I got the fucking T-shirt in my closet. Yes. I should have put that bitch on instead of this fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers shirt. I ain't nothing wrong with the Chili Peppers No, shirt. I saw them in uh, 2000. That's one at, of my bucket list. At IU. I haven't got IU. to see them. It was fucking, it was phenomenal, oh, man. man. It was awesome. Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, man. And uh, <clears throat> so last summer, um, for my birthday slash Father's Day, uh, I, I mean, I, I woke up to a text message and said, how much were those? Cause I, I texted my mother-in-law and I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, five grand and we can set front front row to, uh, um, you know, guns and roses. And she, uh, she was like, Oh yeah. Ha ha. You know? And, uh, so the morning, I think it was the morning of my birthday. I get a text message from her and she was like, she was like, how much were those seats at guns and roses? And I just texted her. I was like, well, I don't know. It just depends on where you want to sit. And so she was like, well, you're sitting in row, whatever, this, this. And then I was like, fuck you talking about? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, you know, because I'm a huge Slash fan. Oh. Read his fucking autobiography. Like, I love that fucking dude, man. That dude can slay a fucking guitar. And just the persona alone. Oh, my God, he, man. He 
a true star. Oh yeah, to, true. Oh yeah. And so uh, you know, we went to the concert, man. I was just like, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm at fucking Guns and fucking Roses, man. And I mean, it, it literally, you know, every time I go to a concert. You know, I come home and I'm like, I gotta learn how to play that fucking guitar. You know? <laughs> I mean, that guitar out. since I was since I was fucking 16 years old, you know, and uh, you know, I left that concert going, I'm too fucking old for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can do it. But I mean, it, it was. I mean, it was. It was. You know, I you, you know, of course, there uh, they played at uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Oh, and they have Massive. these huge fucking video boards on each side of the stage. And if Slash is playing a fucking guitar solo, the camera was on him. And I'm oh. just like in fucking awe. It takes you right out of where you're at. It and does. Puts you right there. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Power of music. God, absolutely. So my life would be nothing without it. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Guns. Man, the fucking story got me all off track. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's such a good story. I mean, we remember when, um, music and movies got tied in together i mean i remember i found out about the doors because of the movie yeah like i i, I, I that was past our, that was past our generation when it came out kilmer killed it oh i know and it, I, I remember listening to the doors and then also and then you know when um guns and roses and terminator 2 <sighs> i mean that that was the video was awesome yeah and that was great and how did i because uh, <clears throat> i used to buy sound certain soundtracks mm-hmm uh-huh. I mean, we all know we had Footloose. Well, dude, That's okay. I did, I, did not have, I did not have Footloose. Well, I still got it. I still got I, it. Top Gun, you kidding me? I was oh, telling that yeah. when I was Fuck telling yeah, AP before, before, I, before we <laughs> started so recording. so happy when he said Top Gun. I used, to, I used to love that movie. Dude, and the soundtrack is to just as yeah. beast as the movie oh, was. Oh, yeah, man. I was telling AP before we started recording here, I have the CD player in the van, and I have the Guardians of the Galaxy first and second soundtrack, and... Uh, my buddy had went on my route with me the other day, and he's like, "Did I hear that? Song? Am I am I deja vu or what?" And I was like, "No, like I've got this soundtrack, and it's like I've, it's looped thirty times. Like <laughs> these songs, just they in and out order, and the mood that it sets, especially with the movies and how they pop off, it just takes you to another place in time. And I could be stuck in rush hour traffic and wanting to pull my hair out, and then all of a sudden, uh, Spirit in the Sky comes on, and just like yeah. you know what? Oh, it's just melted all away." Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, I mean, growing up, I mean, we, this is gonna have to be a fucking music episode. It is. That's what it is. Because think about it, we all have the music that we listen to, and we have the music we we say we listen to. Because remember, Kenny Loggins was like a dad to all of us. Sure, man. I Yacht mean, rock. I mean, because Kevin Bacon and um and Footloose was just amazing. And then he, you, when he was in the warehouse, and you're listening to that song with him, and it make you know you felt that. And that's when I think music's great because it it gets us through all that and i still think somebody could sit down with a piece of paper write out write it out and then take the music and then it's completed it's, it's still phenomenal and i mean it's it's not everybody can do it to me it's <clears throat> some of them soundtracks that just stand the test of time man and and, and artists especially like to me like back from uh god uh hendrix and and the doors like you were saying and um you know uh, zeppelin and the stones and it's just like to me those are considered by uh i would say by uh music standards classic rock but that that is just music that has stood the test of time i feel the same thing about elvis presley and the beatles um there's they they have broken the confines of a genre and they just are they you know and those artists like that are so powerful where 
they can touch uh, lives from all across the board. You don't have to just listen to this kind of music to listen to that band or, uh, yeah, I, I just, I love, I love music history. I love every bit of it. Here's a, here's some, and I love pulling up, um, um, list. Do you guys know what the number one selling soundtrack uh, this was in 2016 of all time, man. Of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Uh, Beatles album. No movie soundtrack. Oh, movie soundtrack. Sorry, I was trying to. Fuck uh, with the I'm board. gonna throw this out there. Don't don't judge me. I'm gonna go ahead and say Titanic. Nope. Shit. Um. <clears throat> man, I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not a movie guy, so that's that's a hard question for um, me. Bathtub. <laughs> bathtub. You'll get the joke here in a minute. It's really bad. It's really mean. November but. Sky. Uh, no, the bodyguard Whitney Houston. Oh, oh shit. Of, of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is smoke. Oh, hell, you went there. Number two is Saturday Night Fever, Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I love the fucking Bee Gees. Dude, Purple I, Rain with Prince when he was just. Mm. That's when he was. I mean, he's always been godlike, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but he doesn't talk a lot, didn't do a lot of interviews, kept himself, and so he was like an enigma. I guess that's a better phrase. Can I just pause that on that yeah. song right there? Uh, some uh, one of my favorite bands now. They're a younger band called Mutoid Man. The week after Prince passed away, we went to their show in Louisville, and it was a little dive bar. There was maybe 55, 60 people there, and they performed a, I don't even know, I'd call it a, a stoner metal, a doom rock version of Purple Rain, and it brought the house down. I had tears in my eyes. The power, uh, it, <sighs> yes, yes. It's um, <laughs> yes. Oh, we're gonna play this shit. Oh, it's. The drummer of this band, his other band, is tattooed on my arm. This band's called Converge. He's the drummer of that band too. I've been to this particular venue as well with a band called Cannibal Corpse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crossed the border and did the opera house with those guys. Come on, Steve. Riff it out. This is about the time in the set where they all start flipping each other off until finally the riff will just... Destroy the place. It's coming. Oh, yeah. They're building towards hating each other. When that hate gets there, the power of the riff.
cold chills telling you boys goose pimples standing on the back of my neck And then they obviously bridge it into uh, like a medley of one of their own songs, but these dudes are awesome. the vibe man i'm telling you they were having a lot of fun yeah they were <laughs> it's it's funny that in within this podcast you guys are awesome for having me on again i can't thank you enough for this oh yeah man to have this band playing where this is kind of where one of the bands i i have a, a little side project where i'm playing drums i'm usually the screamer in the band uh but uh it's we this band is a major influence to one of my bands, so you didn't even know that playing it. No, and just hell no, man. To see that, and then again, to get the cold chills with y'all, it, there's just, we just created a moment together, so thank you both for that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. I, no, Judas, I, I, I Judas appreciate it. <laughs> what? I think they're going to be shocked because he's such a nice, humble guy, and then he's friends with me, they're not going to believe it. <laughs> I know, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 no, nah, man, I, I, it, you know, like we said earlier, you know, I mean, the, the fucking power of music, man. I mean, it does. I mean, it, we, that, they start playing that shit, man, and I, I did. I got fucking cold chills. I know. Every time I listen to Mr. Watson now from Cruel Youth, it's just like, there's. it's just, didn't know who they were, concept yeah. tells who it was, and then yeah. um, they have a new song out, too. It was called Hush um, by Holy Water featuring Cruel Youth, and I'm just like, ah, it's just awesome. Hell and, yeah. And I'm, I know it sounds bad, but I don't listen to a lot of female um, singers. Okay. Like, I, 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 not that there's anything wrong with them. No, no, no. I mean, I... But you can you when you hear her sing and you play it and I'm just like oh shit like she is just awesome. Yeah. I mean I, you know we we uh we actually played out this song last week, but I've I've pretty much listened to it on fucking repeat uh, since. If you play it, I'm gonna sing it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck I'm, I'm gonna fucking you play must, it. You wanna sing I'm it together? Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, we got nothing to lose. I'm gonna be serenaded. That's awesome. That's awesome. Keep your shirts on. And there it is. Hey, There's we got another fucking ad. ad. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ongoing joke. Compelling cover. I like the, the artwork. I don't need money. I don't need sleep. I just wish my man would go home. Everything's funny when it's just you, you and me. me. Tired of people asking what I do when I'm alone. They spend the summer getting clean. The September comes and they fall like leaves. Oh, what would I do without you? What would I do without you? Yeah. 
powder blue. <laughs> Fuck all your friends. Oh, that was an amazing, amazing song. You know what Mr. Watson is. Um, I have my suspicions based upon the artwork right there. I'm yeah. just saying that this, I, I have, uh, yeah, the, uh, I've met Mr. Watson a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. shake hands daily. Yeah, the um, no, it, 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 I, I love that song. I mean, I know her voice is kind of. I mean, it's it's got some effects on it and shit. It's unique. It is. Uh, it is very fucking unique, man. You know, I bought said, the whole album. Someone I'm, said it was uh, the, is that Amy Winehouse, which to me was a compliment because she had a unique voice. Oh, also. for oh, sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely yeah. heard the influence there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And then a few. Uh, and then like, and one thing that's cool about uh, the iTunes music I have, it'll say people that are similar to it. Yeah. Sometimes they get it sure. right, and sometimes I'm like, "What the fuck are you thinking? Right? <laughs> what, where is this uh, in space and time supposed to be related yeah. to this?" <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mister iTunes. Whoever's sitting behind the desk doing that, yeah, thank you for your suggestions. And one, their other favorite song that I have is "Hey Fuck." I hate myself every time yeah. I fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we've all been there. <laughs> oh yeah, we've all had someone go, "I can't believe I'm doing this again." True, yeah. true Shay. I will. I will just say though, if you look at the uh, the Mister Watson heart with the pills lined out, uh, those are not the old Watsons. Mm, no, I, that's not what. Uh, no, uh, nope. But powder blue is spot on, bitches. Powder blue, <laughs> and it's that's, and a, that's a old tab ten. And then there, yeah, and there's <laughs> and there's two meanings to it too, and that was so great. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's about there's that person. We all have that person that oh yeah, like we love to be with, but we know it can be toxic. Oh, it's toxic as fuck. But we know that they're always there for you, and they'll always be there for you, and they may not be well liked by others. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I'm dropping. I'm opening up my soul. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I can see it's beautiful. Is it? It is. It's not dark. I'm watching you look into each other's souls, and it is beautiful. It it, it is a it is a darker shade of red. But it's it's, I, it's it's not powder blue. Like I was ready to come on here today and, and more yellow and just be angry. Yeah. I, I decided not to be. I I, I literally, you know, <clears throat> you told me, you know, he's like a metal guy and all this shit, and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get angry as a motherfucker and come out with some shit. Then I had the day that I had. I don't have the fucking energy for that. Well, I'm just saying is if you if like right now we we have what's called gimmicks. You, we're, we're we're living a gimmick. Yep. We, we just turned it up. We turned yeah. it up to eleven. Yeah. But right. if you really turn it up to eleven, if you know me, if you know me, then that's fine. Yeah. But if you don't know me, at least get to know me before you before you think shit shit about me. Yeah. Let's don't, just. Yeah. Amen. Don't fucking judge me off off some bullshit. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And it just it just pissed me off because we all have past. We all have things that we've done, and we can't outrun them. No. But no. you know, like you know, we all have scars. Whether I embrace know, that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's the fabric of our lives. But it is, man. But it's like what? It's like saying, "Yeah, I watched the movie. I watched the first ten minutes. I watched the last ten minutes." Well, you didn't watch the movie, but you can draw a conclusion from the first and the last ten minutes. Oh yeah, and it's kind of like, and that's why you know, on the way down here, I was listening. To, I just listen to music. Yeah, and go to that place and just try to you know be in a happier place. And I am now because I was listening to music on the way down here. Yeah, instead of just you know, I didn't listen to any hateful music. Yeah, no, I did on the way home. Well, lie. and and I'll I'll be honest with y'all. Mostly nine nine times out of ten, your metal bands are going to be hateful. But what I've also learned is, as a metal guy, and touring with it and being in it all day and every day, the last thing you want to do when you get in your van and go to the next city is listen to metal. I love oh, yeah, music I in general all over the map. I 
uh, I, when I was getting this Macho Man tattoo blasted out in the back of my leg the oh, other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see it? it? Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. That's fucking sick. So uh, my boy Joey Ridge down at Main Street Tattoo just, I don't know, three miles up the road. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, man. Joey, Jason, Jeremy, Mike, John, they're my boys. If you get a chance to oh, know, get, get an itch to get some ink. Go talk to him. They'll get yeah, you done. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I've been looking to get this new thing on my left arm. So. Well, he's, he blasted this macho man out in just a little over an hour. Oh, fuck yeah. And he said, oh, uh, let's put a playlist on what you want. I said, you know what? I said, let's do some Skinner. Let's do some Bad Company. And then it was on. And, you know, tattoos don't feel good. So no. once we got in the zone and I just let the music take me away, it's like how gone. Yeah. It was like how gone. It's like, <laughs> and, and you know what, Mister Watson has taken me away a few times. I know. Yeah, it's like some, it's like a it's like after you get dressed and mommy spit on some jean nate. Uh, Remember those big ass bottles? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. As soon as you say Calgon, I always thought about that. Yeah. I've never seen her use it, but there's yeah. like 33 bottles. So I don't know if people gave it to like as gift. I never got the name right. Yeah, jean nate. I mean, the one that's on my right arm, um, I got like I got a cross. Okay. Like, because my mom died, and I was like, you know. That's. And so I got a cross, but I, I'd always planned to add on to it. And then I didn't really realize the thought that I had in my head of what I wanted around it was going to hurt so fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Because after four hours of sitting in that fucking chair, the shading was a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those mags. Yeah. Uh, we call them uh, blood shovels. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. You know? And I remember. Because I mean, it, I mean, I literally, I mean, we we had went on hour four and we started the shading, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, fuck, dude, that shit hurts. It's raw. And he goes, yeah, I bet it does. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, fuck, man. You know, I saw, about fifteen minutes later, I was like, I was like, dude, this shit fucking hurts. And he goes, look, man. He goes, you can have it one or two ways. I said, I said, all right. So what's that? And he goes, it can either look cool or it can't hurt. He's got like, a point. He's got a point. I was like, you fucking cocksucker. I mean, because I've, <laughs> I've literally went to the same guy for all my shit. Okay. And um, he was like, it can either look cool or, you know, it won't hurt. And I was like, you motherfucker. So he, I was like, of course we finished. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not going to fucking bitch you out. I want the shit to look cool. <laughs> right. Like and it was a half-ass tattoo or a half yeah. of a ass tattoo. Yeah, exactly. And so then after the fourth hour of just finishing the extra shit like all this all this around here oh yeah this is of course is wore out now but all this other shit that's all around this fucking cross um he goes what would you think if we made it look gold I was like, motherfucker, I've been here for four hours. My fucking arm hurts. I was like, we're not making this shit look like gold. And he's like, but it'd look pretty cool if it did. And I was like, cocksucker, I'm not doing it. I can't the, fucking do it. The only thing that looks gold is that doorway and me through it. <laughs> exactly, man. So now I'm looking back to go to go back and get it look gold. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what, Joey, um, he sets it in. He puts the ink in there. Yeah. But no longer than you're sitting there, like, and the way that he tucked it between my other tattoos, uh, it just, yeah. like, I'm like, damn it, why is it got to be on the back of my leg? Like, I got to oh, stand yeah. stupid in the mirror, like, just trying to stare at it because, yeah. like, I love it. So, you know, thankfully he clicked off a couple pictures and I can just go to my Instagram feed oh, and yeah. look at it all I want. Yeah, yeah. So how many... Um, What's the total percent of tattoos on the body, if you had to guess? Uh, oh, my God. I did. I mean, I would say I'm probably 75, 80 uh, percent. I've got 
both of my both of, from the knees down I got both of my calves I've got a few tattoos above my knees uh, I got uh, one of the bands I worked for paid for a tramp stamp so I got a tramp stamp of a band I toured with for many years called Skeleton Witch uh, I got that for them I've got a, a, a very large veiled skull on my rib cage which I don't think I'll ever have my other rib cage done based Fuck on no. based on the um, I got one. The experience uh, wasn't wasn't fun, and then both sleeves. Uh, but I did promise my grandmother. Uh, she passed away uh, at the beginning of January 16, and I promised my mom I wouldn't go above my shirt collar. I've yeah. got like a little star in my ear. Six of us saw that twenty years ago. Got that done. Yeah. And it's a blob. I need to go ahead and have it re outlined. Uh, but I promised them I wouldn't deface myself literally. Yeah, and, but but yeah. How, all right, how did they talk you into the tram stamp? They just paid for it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and you know what? And I was like, I'm eventually going to get a back piece. I was going to say, how much of your back is it done? None. None. I, I've been saving it for a project, and I've uh, one of my guys, uh, Pop Season Seymour, uh, Jamie Harris, uh, an amazing good brother. Uh, he, uh, we've we've come up with an, an idea to mix. Uh, my love for Transformers and 80s pop culture. So I don't want to unveil it yet because I'd rather it be lined out and y'all check it out and be like, holy shit, because yeah. it's it's going to turn some heads. Hell um, yeah, man. Totally original, totally uh, awesome concept of two things that I absolutely love. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll unveil that eventually. And uh, I feel like if I wasn't like behind the mic, I'd just show you some of the artwork. But I've, I mean, aside from Macho Man, I got an Andre the Giant tattoo that my old bass player did. His girlfriend, uh, he was doing an apprenticeship, and uh, this was the third tattoo I ever did. It was of Andre the Giant, and at the time, I was really big into the art of, um, we'll say, graffiti. And so uh, Shepard Fairey, who was one of the uh, godfathers of the genre of uh, graffitiing or uh, spraying, if you will, or tagging. Uh, he started with this specific Andre the Giant, and he would put them on mailer labels and then just print a bunch of them off, and he'd stick them. They'd be all over town. So um, my first time I toured through San Francisco, Shepard is from there. Um, these This little Andre the Giant insignia was everywhere, and it said Andre the Giant has a posse, and it gives it 7'4", 520 pounds. Yeah, I've seen those when I was in California. I saw them everywhere. Yes, that's Shepard Ferry. Oh, shit, I never knew. Shepard owns Obey Clothing. Okay, So yeah. when, when you see it, the little star, that's Andre's face in the middle there. Holy shit. Yeah. And in fact, while you're talking... like Yeah, because I was in California. I was like, what... Yeah, I saw that everywhere. Holy shit. Yeah. Have you, and Andre the Giant once, uh, a great story, if you can ever find the documentary on him. There is one. I can't think of the name of it. But he, I think he drank 125 beers in one sitting and the, one, I think, what was it, two uh, bottles of wine? He's He can drink. And then he, he could drink. Yeah, and he, um, and he won. <laughs> and somebody made him mad, and he was, they were in Europe, and he actually turned over. <laughs> he turned over their car. Yes, that that true, true story. Yeah, and um, it's just under the giant. I remember as a kid, just being uh, just larger than life. Yeah, the eighth wonder of the world. And it's just ridiculous. I've always, and that's one of the people I've always wanted to meet in person was Andre the Giant, just because there's not very many people that big. My aunt Kathy, she met him uh, at a. It was an event. I couldn't tell you what years, probably back in the early 70s, and they were running a uh, promotion in Seymour, 
and uh, I believe he fought Dick the Bruiser, and she was dating a friend of Dick's at the time, and they were just, uh, Andre was just hanging out in the parking lot, and she came out there, and she said she got to shake his hand, and I was just like, you bitch. Like, I know. Andre the Giant looked like, uh, he looked like he had an extra row of teeth. Dude, I mean, dude, he had five people's sets of teeth. The dude, yeah. uh, I I don't even know. I, I love the man, again. I'm, Macho Man's my spirit animal. He truly is, but Andre's been with me. Uh, I got that done in probably 2004. And I just, I love him. Princess Bride, same thing. The crossover, Fezzik, uh, he's in that movie and amazing. Just another thing where like you connect with crossover, I call it cross-contamination where somebody from one genre that you love crosses over to another thing you love and all of a sudden it's just like everything comes full circle and you're like, man, what a what a beautiful circle it is, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we, um, and, and that's, I've always loved pop culture. I've always loved, um, being in i've always loved entertainment and we we just put our, our first video up on youtube right awesome it, it, it was nothing big it's nothing elaborate no I don't but know. i just i was behind the camera and then um to see ap take the some of the things i wrote and some of the things that we worked on and we changed it and then we put it out and i was just like it was just one of the coolest feelings in the world video is fun and i didn't even, i didn't even care if anybody liked it but he took these words that i wrote down and was like and I knew they were made for him because somebody child texted me last night. I was like, hey, the way he delivers that is awesome because I was able to write it for how he is because AP has this this little sum about him like when he has his beer in his hand and you can actually see him saying that. Sure, sure. And some of the shit he's probably said <laughs> to my kids. Absol- absolutely. Uh, like Vinegar Strokes is real. Vinegar Strokes is real. He did not make that up. He, no. that's like, he's been saying that for a while. I never even heard it. But that's what I was talking about. It was pretty cool and I've always wanted to be in, in that because I've always wanted to write and, and direct and then not act. I'm not a big fan of the camera. I'm not. I like being behind it. Cause it it's it's very weird for me to be in front of it. I, I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I my um, I don't know. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to say it. But me personally, like I'm. I'm not. I know I play kind of this big character like in my personal life and like on you know i mean on the show like i'm obviously you know this kind of fucking just wild as fuck that you turned up to 11 man it is it it is it is me turned up to 11 and in my personal life like it is me turned up to 11 oh yeah i mean i mean it really is that's why i I look older now like there's there's only there's only certain people where like i'm actually me because i'm not comfortable with me Okay, I, I can relate to that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, because in, in all reality, like, if I could just go sit in my fucking bedroom in bed and watch fucking TV all day, that's that'd be me. You know, because I don't fucking like people. You know what I mean? Unless, yeah. unless, unless you're somebody, unless you're a close friend. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, we've grown, you know, like BJ, you know I mean? I, I, <laughs> How I many f- times did you come over the house and then we there's nothing to do? We'd sit on the couch. And no, we just sit on the couch and watch t- fucking TV. Day, we didn't talk for an hour. Like, I, I, don't, need, I, I don't need to talk. Like, I, you know, yeah. there's just like certain people like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to necessarily have to talk to you, but I, I, I want to know that you're in my presence. And I want to know that you're there. That's brotherhood, man. I mean, it's, I mean, it really is because I mean, we can go over to the house, like his old house. I mean, a new house. I mean, he's, he hasn't been there very long, so it hasn't happened that much. We've been busy as fuck. Uh, but I mean, literally we would come over and I would sit on the fucking couch and an hour would go by and finally I'd be like, shit, man, you got anything to drink? Uh, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. 
but you know, as far as being, you know, I'm not one who likes to be in front of the camera. I want to be behind it. That's, but that's him. And it takes all kinds. <clears throat> and I, mean, I love, have- I actually like being in front of the camera. It's just, I don't, it's all, and we, we talk about, we're very open here. It's just being, it's a self-conscious thing. Cause I don't want to come off as the funny fat guy. Cause I don't, I just, 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 and I know people don't say that, but it's in my head. And so we're on our own worst critic. But when we're interviewing, oh, yeah. but when Absolutely. we're at, when we're at Comic Con or if we're interviewing someone else, I'm I don't have to be funny. I'm interviewing them, giving them questions. So it's just it's like yeah. reporting, and I enjoy that. You're in your zone, man. But when you're on I the, couldn't do it. Couldn't but when you're there, like, hey, look at me, I'm gonna be Kamal and slap my belly, <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. I just, that's not, and I just don't want to come off as like the same fucking joke over and over again. So. But we've, and he was the first one where, kind of like a band, like I would write stuff and he'd be like, oh, that's fucking funny. Let's do it. And then he was the first one, like, hey, let's do it. Because everybody else was like, oh, yeah, we'll get around to it. Sure. I did, I, <clears throat> I did get a text message today. Uh oh. Uh, from Mr. Sproles. Uh, uh, what do you say? And it, <laughs> let me, let me, let me, uh, um, Sproles is the other guy that, um, does the, uh, podcast with us and he's also the, he did the video work for our, our YouTube. He, he's he's awesome. more he's more or less our videographer. Okay. Yeah, he really is, and yeah. he's a so sweet guy. I I sent him the video last night last night, and it was actually just kind of the rough draft version. And uh, so he finally texted me back at seven thirty this morning, even though I sent him <laughs> the fucking thing at like a quarter of nine last night. <laughs> Apparently, he was text. asleep. Seven thirty texts are the best. <laughs> and it said, "So, were you going for creepy, or was that an accident?" <laughs> no, no, that's what I was going for. Oh, see, I didn't get that. And I was just like, what do you mean? He's like, you, you kind of came across creepy. And then he, and he proceeds to send me gifts of just people acting creepy. Like this guy's like jacking a uh, gas nozzle off into a car. <laughs> <laughs> and it says how to pump gas with AP. I was I, uh, like, you fucking <laughs> cocksucker. And um, so, uh, shit, I did actually have one, uh, one other question. It's who have you been on the road with that you're that that was awesome but you you kind of scared you a little bit where's this like where's this gonna go well um i want to bring your video thing full circle as a band we shot two two videos which you can see them on youtube uh meter of desolation one's uh, a live song i believe for elitist death squad the other one is uh year of desolations uh suffer thy nemesis and we had a friend uh, that was going to to uh, college and was taking film classes, and so we kind of doubled and yeah, suffer that nemesis. We doubled this and were able to get a free video with HD cameras. And uh, the funny thing is, we didn't pay for it. We didn't have to pay for it. He got to turn it in as a grade, and then we got to turn it into our record label and say, you know, this is what we made. So, to me, I'm as a performer, as an artist those you know that half hour 45 minutes that i'm on stage i'm dialed up to 11 and i love it but when i'm not i'm just like you guys i'm chill and i don't want a lot of attention because at that point you do kind of uh it becomes a a, maybe a social anxiety because so many people are already judging me looking at me you know straight out the gate people are seeing what they see of me from a distance and they either they're either drawn to or they're scared and uh, i worked as a clerk in high school uh at a at a big chain and i had you know people terrified to come through my checkout line and then i started dyeing my hair different colors for the holidays and then i started turning three times the amount of uh customers everybody else and then like 
the next holiday, they'd be like, oh, what color are you going to do your hair? And I was able to kind of touch the community <laughs> through that. Yeah, hell yeah. So that's what gave me the courage to do the band stuff. And then yeah. leading on to the, the touring thing, um, you know, uh, to me, I don't think that the real, like, anything starstruck-wise didn't happen until because most of the bands that, like, we opened up for – um, were moderate death metal bands that I, I enjoyed, but I, I wasn't like, um, I don't know. It wasn't like they, I felt like they were untouchable, but when we took our hiatus in uh, 2008, um, uh, I started working for Skeleton Witch selling t-shirts and, uh, probably the first real tour that really blew me away was, uh, with Cannibal Corpse. And this was a death metal band I grew up listening to. And, and, the, their genre is uh, is horror movies, and that's what they write about. It's it's there. It's as simple as it gets. They're not talking about murdering people themselves. They're saying, "Look, we love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We love yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. These are what we're writing these songs about." And then, obviously, they dial them up to eleven. And some of the thing, you know, some of the content, like parents could possibly be appalled by it because they're like talking about brutal murders and things. And it's like, if you were a fan of the genre and you got into the artwork. And the 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 whole thing. I mean, their album covers were scenes of terror. Um, you either love it or you hate it. And so, to me, those guys like I'd listened to them for so many years. Um, we finally got on tour with them, and it was gonna. It was a six week tour, and uh, about a week in, uh, their uh, their tour manager came around and said, "Hey, you know, here in about a week." we need you to sign a waiver because the two middle weeks of this tour, they're going to be filming for their world tour DVD and you're probably going to be in it, you know, in passing, whatever. And I was like, holy shit. Fuck like yeah, I'm going to be on a cannibal corpse DVD. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. So, um, into the taping, we, uh, we played a metal fest in uh, Austin, Texas and our tour with cannibal corpse had met up with the very last band that my band opened up for. They were called Dying Fetus. We had toured with them in Skeleton Witch, which is how I got the gig with Skeleton Witch. In Austin, These both of these tours met up, and there was like 10 bands playing. It was all-day metal fest. And so uh, I'm, I'm back there uh, setting up the T-shirts like I'm, I'm doing on that tour, and uh, I, uh, I hear... Uh, corpse grinder George Fisher he's the singer of Cannibal Corpse he goes hey Chad Z I turn around I'm like what's going on he throws me this bag and as I'm as I catch it I look around and there's a half circle of about 55 metal dudes all standing in a half circle around me and there's the the camera crew is standing right at the middle of the half circle and I'm I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> I don't know what's in this bag, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, please don't be something incriminating. Please yeah. don't be something awkward, yeah. whatever. And um, off and on, my my name throughout the tour had been Gargamel because of the skullet. We were joking about getting me like a, a, a 7X turtleneck black uh, shirt to wear yeah. and my red chucks, and I would be Gargamel. And so um, – I opened the bag and it was a Gargamel t-shirt and all the dudes, as soon as I opened, I was like, oh, and they were like, oh, and I was like, oh, and like we had this moment and it was, it was captured on camera, right? Yeah. So then they tell me uh, after that, they said, you know, we're going to make you one of the special features on the DVD. So when this thing comes out, you know, don't watch the full feature, go to your special features and you're going to have your own little segment. So when the DVD finally came out, which is called the Evisceration Plague World Tour DVD, yeah, uh, I went to the special features and sure as hell, um, the scene was shot before I was even in it. They took the camera crew 
and they're walking down the street and it's this whole montage of them walking down the street and they're like, come on, uh, Chad Z, the, the merch guy for Skeleton Witch looks like Gargamel. We found the shirt. Come on with us. We're going to go buy it and we're going to give it to him. And so it, they, they walk into the store and they focus up on the Gargamel t-shirt on the wall and they buy it and they're like, you know, come on, let's go give it to him. And that shows them walking back to uh, the venue. And then again, like I'd said, I was hanging up t-shirts and, and, as the scene opens up and they walk in the venue, there I am doing what I was doing. And they're like, hey, Chad Z. And I turn around and I grab the bag and then here it is all over again, yeah, full man. circle. So to me, that was one of the biggest moments of my touring, um, uh, a moment in time where I was terrified because I had this perception because they play death metal. So you think, oh my God, these guys are scarier. They're serial killers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in real life. Holy, holy shit. Like, uh, and then come to find out they're like, just big giant teddy bears just like i mean any any time i meet someone new there's definitely a line of of like hmm, we got to break these walls down and figure out who you are and by the time that it's said and done my grandparents always told me at three years old they said young and you got the soul of a 40 year old you don't know a stranger you you love everybody because that's you're a kind soul and i've stuck i've I, that stuck with me my whole entire life so to me going into these situations where I'm scared shitless and I don't, you know, I'm walking into a situation uh, where maybe it's not the best, again, with Year of Desolation and the tour where we shot this video. Um, I didn't even want to tell my mom the name of one of the bands that we were opening up for because it was uh, it was offensive. Yeah. And she said, honey, you know, she said, I believe in you. You are on your path. She said, just continue being a light in a dark place and that's another thing i took with me so we do play brutal uh, death metal that band did um and we spread it to the masses but at the end of the day when we're done and i've I, I i'm out i'm what i would do is we couldn't afford to pay anybody so as soon as our set was over the rest of the guys would load up the gear i would run over to the merch booth because i got to make that money right you, you got to make coins to get to the next city oh yeah so i'd sell the t-shirts and i had i would have a line uh 10 15 kids long steady after we got done playing and as they would come up and oh man like wait a minute you, you're not are it's hard it was like it was like a, a separation anxiety for them or something they're like i can't believe that you're the same person that was up there yeah. standing here in front of us and uh you know to me that was almost more terrifying than any any person i could have met was like trying to make an impression on kids and i i um we we played both of our cd release shows at the emerson theater here in indianapolis and i'm proud to say that we sold them both shows out the, the fire uh, fire marshal capacity was 450 they were turning people away at the door couldn't squeeze anybody else in there <laughs> and so after our set uh, a mother come up with her son and she was like you know i want to thank you uh for being for being a, a good role model for my boy she said you know you guys are from the midwest and, you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff for kids to do here. And uh, sometimes you get you feel like you're landlocked here in the middle of this and there's nothing, you know. So we had to create a noise amongst ourselves to even get attention for people to pay attention. And she said that, like, I had always uh, – I had always uh, – uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. I, I, I was always composed. I was I put myself out there to, to let them know that I'm not just some dude that – blew up overnight and i'm some rock star 
I actually told kids that I would rather destroy the idea of a rock star because I'm not out trying to live some lifestyle or portray something I'm not. I'm just who I am. So to me, that that won over the respect of a lot of people uh, in the Midwest, especially with our band. And um, again, I love music so it it all that comes full circle and that's one thing about it because you were you were different like like you were judged differently or whatever sure but you never held that grudge nope like you know a lot of people that would wear all black sure or some people would be this and they like and then they were angry because that's what they liked. sure and that always bothered me like well do you really like it or are you being different to be different sure if you like it i don't give a shit some people are angry because they don't understand it and and that's the biggest misconception in life to me is that people would rather lash out in angst because of something they don't understand than just to ask. I mean, you know, just and I, and that's what always bothered me. Like, if you like something, I don't care if you like something. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care. But they Except were for, unless it's Nickelback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then. <laughs> but uh, I seen Nickelback open up for Seven Dust. This is how far well, long ago ninety six Stained opened up for um, Daughtry and then Nickelback. And pretty much after staying, I was like, man, the rest of you guys go fuck yourselves. This show was Disturbed, opened up. This was on their first album, The Sickness. Uh, Nickelback played support, and then Seven Dust headlined. And uh, I love Seven Dust. I'm a metal guy. Um, They're kind of what you would consider new metal this day and age. But So this was back in the 96, and I'm definitely dating myself right there. (laughs) But realistically, I seen them before... Uh, before they really blew up, there yeah. was a, I can't even remember the name of the song they had, but uh, it was definitely uh, before their breakout album, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who, like, you know, I mean, we, we talked we talked earlier, um, you know, about how, you know, sometimes you played roadie, you know, you're the merch guy. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, who, I mean, I mean, what's, what's a list of bands that you've been let's just let's just say associated with i mean let's not even narrow it down to roadie merch guy let's just like give me a list of bands that you've been associated with uh, on the road because i mean you said you were on the road for more or less 10 years yeah i'm um, hoping he says donny osmond i'm excited <laughs> i haven't i haven't seen donny osmond <laughs> i wish i could have made so your you, day on that so you weren't it. in branson damn it no. <laughs> <laughs> oh i hate to let you down bj damn it um Probably again with the the pinnacle of my touring association would have been, oh mercy! I think this was late two thousand nine. It was probably the summer twenty ten. Uh, I was again working for a couple different bands. One Skeleton Witch. There was another band called Goat Whore. Am I allowed to say that? Uh, oh, you, oh, say, you say what the fuck you want. It's <laughs> fucking Goat Whore. Jeez. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're. I'd um, wear that T-shirt. I would too. Amazing dudes. And then. Um, I was working for both of them because we were doing. I basically we did the Ozfest. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, um, it was an amazing summer. Uh, Ozzy didn't. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot of wind in the in the tank. Yeah. So we we would do Ozfest and then we would play a club date, club date, club date, and then there'd be another Ozfest. So he essentially played maybe 20 dates but over the course of the summer the tour lasted two months because he only did every third day but i mean i would think his voice probably can't last um two you know, days in a row yeah no prob- no no way i don't yeah. think that health wise he could have done it at that yeah. point in time either yeah um but to me like uh, he's the he's the epitome of rock stardom um yeah. so uh the 
what what happened was when we got the call that we were we were going to do it, and I found out that again at that point in time I was just being a merch guy, and uh, uh, we got the call, and so the dudes were like, "Hey, we're going to do this tour," and I was just like a five year old kid inside like yeah, screaming yeah, up and down yeah, like holy yeah, shit yeah. like i'm gonna tour with ozzy okay Fuck yeah, let's man. you know let's do this and i didn't even know the lineup at that point and so um the lineup and the dates had leaked and i was bummed because it wasn't coming to indianapolis it came to chicago i think was the closest it came to here but uh we found out that the supporting cast uh would be uh ozzy would be headlining and then motley crew was on the tour um Let's see, uh, a band called Devil Driver, Nonpoint, Black Label Society, Drowning Pool, a band called Cataclysm, Skeleton Witch, Goat Whore, a band called Saviors. And then there would be like specific markets where like a band would show up here and play this show. So like Exodus and goodness, there was so many. I I was kind of in in a... fog at that point mr watson i'm not going to say anything else about it but it's true um <laughs> damn you mr watson <laughs> mr watson that's right i love you mr watson. oh mr watson <laughs> the impeccable um so the first day of tour uh was in uh, san bernardino california and we show up and we know that the first day is going to be rehearsals because they want to get everybody's late le- uh, levels set and they want to get all the the mixes so the next day will be Ozfest day one let's do this so the first day um we uh i found out that uh we're working these huge sheds so meaning an outdoor amphitheater so uh due to the machine having its hand in stuff i wouldn't be a merch guy on the Ozfest dates i would only be a merch guy on the the uh the theater dates so the theater dates we were doing shows uh devil driver was the headliner and that the singer of that band also fronted another band called coal chamber which was a big new metal band uh back in that time and he had had a more of a uh, kind of a harder metal than what coal chamber was and then um saviors uh goat whore and skeleton which we did the uh the off days with them so uh, that's when I actually sold the merch. So the days of Ozfest, I was a roadie for all of thirty minutes tops a day. And they're just like, go fuck off and do whatever you want for the rest of the day. You can go watch bands, hang out, do whatever you want. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So fuck yeah. And mostly Skeleton Witch and Goat Whore played back to back on the second stage. They uh, Black Label and Drowning Pool were the top headliners. They played the top bill every night. But then all the other bands, it was a rotating every day. So. Uh, they kept Skeleton Witch and Goat Whore together, I think, just due to the similarness in sound, and they wanted to keep kind of a, a smooth vibe going. And so, um, again, we're, we're sound checking the first day, and I'm uh, we're standing there, and uh, I'm watching Black Label from the side of the stage, which to me, like uh, Zach Wild, I grew yeah. up grew up loving him, man. Hell I mean, yes, those guitar man. bins and the yeah, oh, uh, amazing. So I'm standing there and like I'm I'm surrounded by a bunch of girls over here, and they've all got their lammies on and they're flying the wind. And I'm just like, I wonder whose girlfriends these are, or who you know, who they're uh, dating, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I look over and uh, I've been standing I mean, about 45 let's, minutes. Let's, let's get real. Oh, we're gonna who, get real. Who, who they're fucking. Who they're fucking, except <laughs> except the one standing next to me that had purple hair, and I didn't realize I'd been standing next to Kelly Osborne for about forty five minutes. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah. So I'm starting to trip because I'm like, you know, uh, 
Yes, I'm a metal guy, and I probably wouldn't admit this except on Smugcast. <clears throat> I did watch the Osbournes <laughs> Hell yeah, on TV. I, did too. I mean, Dude, I watched that shit. Man. I wanted to live with them. Man. How the fuck you know? can you not watch Ozzy, man? Let me be. I just want to help you with the goddamn remote. Uh, dude, I just want to get fucked up and hang out for a minute. Right, <laughs> shuffle through his house. Just, oh yeah, just shuffle. I want to shuffle right behind his ass. Uh, amen, brother. <laughs> I I lost my mind. I was like, oh my god. And as soon as uh, we got a minute to break away, I went and uh, I called my mom and I was like, hey, I just. You know, just stood next to Kelly and I introduced myself and she's like oh have you, have you seen Sharon I was like oh, not yet you know maybe maybe I'll get to see her yeah so <laughs> maybe uh, yeah. fingers crossed right. fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> oh so, not today we didn't have tea today maybe tomorrow <laughs> Um, as soon as Block Label was done, they, they took a break from sound checking and they said, "Everybody, um, we're we're doing catering every day on this tour. You know, here's your dinner tickets. Everybody, go!" And the coolest thing about this tour was they actually printed our our name on the Lammies. So I've still got my Ozfest uh, laminate with my Hell name yeah, on it, man. which uh, just gives me cold chills to this day. Fuck yeah! So what um. What was the food like? I, 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 that's my amazing. The big guy in the room fucking asked how the food is. <laughs> it was amazing, man. Um, you know, coming from playing in a metal band that just does, uh, you know, theater stuffs and getting Little Caesars every night. I'm not gonna lie, the five dollar uh, hot and ready's. And this was this was back when before Little Caesars had really come back to Indiana. But by God, it was everywhere else, and yeah. we were eating it every night. We were sick of pizza. Oh, I bet. Ozzy did it up fat. We had a massive uh, a t- table just as long as this of desserts. We had a table this long of nothing but meat. We had one this with is vegetables. A, this is a seven foot table, by the way. This is a seven foot table we're sitting at, and each one of them. I mean, it was like, dude, it was like. Willy Wonka said, "You know what? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set up a, a buffet here. I'm gonna let y'all just eat on whatever you want and anything your heart desired. There were fruits, there were vegetables, there was junk food, there were bags of potato chips. And so, as we're all filing in here, uh, each band has their own little uh, name tag at the table. And then we hear a, a ding ding on a wine glass, and I turn around, and there is Mrs. O." At the uh, head of the table, oh, wow. the Osbournes are taking their seats, and I'm looking over here to the right, and there's fucking Motley Crue, and I'm like, holy shit, like, it's Nikki Six and Tommy Lee and Mick Mars oh, and shit. Vince Neil, and there they are. I, I grew I'm, up Motley Crue. I, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I'm not going to lie, I'd have came. <sighs> so I came right there. With the food and them, yeah, I'd be in oh, yeah. coma. I, I was like, and, and, I, and I'm shaking, and I'm like, well, the dudes told me before this, it's not your job to be starstruck. You need to be a professional. Oh, yeah. No pictures. So I don't have any pictures to prove, and I don't really give a shit if no one believes me or not. These are my life stories, by yeah, God, and I'm living yeah, them. Man. So she hits the ding-ding on the glass, and she says, we want to thank you all for coming out and supporting Ozzy. We you just sound love you just all. fucking like her. Right. Because I'll remember that moment for the rest of my <laughs> fucking life. Great, that is great. She goes, we really, really appreciate it. We didn't know if the tour would be kicking back off again. So we're back here uh, doing the summer. And we just love that the Aussie handpicked each and every one of you to be here. And you're all very special to us. And then ding, the, everybody started eating. And she came around the table and, you know, personally introduced herself to all of us. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, got to shake Ozzy's hand at the end of dinner. So Fuck to yeah, me, man. to say, you know what, I had dinner with the Osbournes. Oh hell yeah! Um, and, and Motley Crue, and and I'm not really a big Drowning Pool fan, but uh, Black Label Society 
It was a moment. Oh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. His, oh, yeah. his solo band. Judas didn't do the whole tour, but uh, Rob Halford did. He was there too. Uh, how could I fucking forget? I love Judas Priest. So. Hell yeah, man. And I used that earlier. I Judas appreciate it. Uh-huh. And you I can heard use it. that. I pay, caught it. Pay that I caught it. Judas Priest. I like it. That's that's, that's some of that uh, Indiana swagger. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, man. <clears throat> you know, I know this is Smugcast, and I am the one that's kind of fucking outlandish, but I'd knock the bottom out of fucking Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> Dude, for sure, I'd let her put me in a headlock any day of the week. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Three rounds. <laughs> Three falls. I would. Uh, I have no issue with either one of those statements, actually. Yeah, right? I support both, both of those. Dude, Mrs. O, is she still doing that show with uh, Darlene from the from Roseanne? <laughs> Which I'm stoked about Roseanne coming back. Hey, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, dude. hell yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm hoping they, I'm hoping Dan dying at the finale of the old show. I'm hoping that was a, that's gonna be a montage or a dream sequence. We're gonna wake up and yeah, the big man's gonna be sitting on the couch because I gotta have it. He's yeah. gotta, be, he gotta be there. Dude, we used to watch that shit all the time. Oh my man. god, yeah, we did too. I loved it. And the still funny part it. is, he went from there. Um, Johnny Gakalakis, I can never say his last sure. name. He went on to Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Well, it's crazy how many of the stars from oh, Roseanne yeah, 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 went yeah. on to be on that show. Yeah. Who, um, Sarah Chalk, who actually played, um, after, she actually went on to do Scrubs yep. and How I Met Your Mother. Yes. And then also. She left Ted at the altar. Qu- uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sheldon's yeah. mom is Jackie. Yep. And oh, then yeah. Sarah uh, Gilbert shit. would come on to be. Yep. His Johnny's boyfriend on the show, which was phenomenal. I, it, the kickbacks are amazing. Yeah, I and, just, I, and you, I mean, because it's like uh, that's one thing. It's it's anytime you watch a show and you see, like, they play it off like, here you go, we're gonna give you this for being loyal, and you're like, mm. you're like, oh my god, look who's on there, look who's on there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna parlay this. Do you, I follow Roseanne on Twitter. Do you follow her on Twitter? Do you are you aware? No, no, Roseanne loves New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, I saw. I saw. I was watching. I have fallen New Japan. <sighs> yeah, and then they were they were talking about the uh, uh, wasn't Kenny Omega was wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's going for that uh, All American title that's brand spanking new. So I'm hoping he'll wrestle more in the states twice. Well, uh, they just held the two shows in L.A. Yeah. So and it did really well. Yeah, they said that uh, this is just the start. Um, again, I love. Um, I've loved the Bullet Club since Finn Balor started it yep. back in the day, and uh, even with AJ Styles, which I'm blinged out in today because I love the man. He's awesome. Um, love wrestling. Yeah, I'm glad that they kind of washed away that indie stink on a lot of people. For sure. And it's, it's all a Triple lot, H. And it, and, it, and, it, and it goes a lot with no matter what. It goes along with a lot of things, like even music, like, oh, they're independent these, they're independent wrestlers. Like, if you're not part of the, as CM Punk said, if you're not part of the the cog in the wheel and they, we didn't create you then eh. yeah all right well and to me i found it awesome especially like the last couple of years letting them keep their own names yes that's phenomenal. like we're fucking stupid yeah right like right. we they've already they're like they already sell them, like some the same thing with bands they're already selling a bunch of merch on their own yep they're already selling out things on their own and now you want to be a part of it then you need to let them keep their shit right and they pretend we're all stupid yeah I hate that. I I hate when people think I'm something. That's what pisses me off more than anything. Don't don't assume that I'm stupid. That's the thing no, with wrestling. <clears throat> we were defenders of wrestling as a, as kids. Yes. And people be like, "Why are you watching that shit? It's fake." Look, 
it's my fucking soap opera. If you don't fucking right. like it, don't fucking watch it. And there's hot chicks too. Yeah. There are extremely hot chicks and they are no longer <laughs> divas. They are women and they are kicking ass. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they can actually wrestle now. Yes. No, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just clip the mic, but <clears throat> I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't hate on people who like wrestling. I just, I, I just never got into it. You no, know what no. I mean? and, but it, but he did, he was into it during the attitude era because everybody was, because that's the one of the biggest pinnacles ever. Well, and the reason that I was that I, and honestly, the, the only reason uh, that I, that I kind of got into it was I had a couple brothers uh, that were twins. There was storms, the last name storm. Um, they were just, they were wild, man. I mean, good dudes, smart dudes. But they 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 were wild, and they would have these parties when you know we would buy the pay per view, or they would get the pay per view, and we'd all chip in and get pizzas and shit, and that and it was a good time. And I was like, man, this shit's fucking crazy. Mm. Like, I mean, we were watching the pay per view the night that um, shit, what's his name, fell from the ceiling. Owen so, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Yeah, I was watching the same one. How weird is that? How we fucking all weird all is watching? That? Yes. Yeah. And I, I, everybody was like, what the fuck just happened? Why did shit go dark? Mm. And then what G- happened? And then uh, Jim Ross has to get on there. And I could. Mm. And then you, did you know a year? It was on on uh, Pritchard's podcast with um, uh, Fathead. Oh, um, oh shit! He was supposed to be on our podcast, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, I actually DM Cornette. No, not Cornette. Uh, oh. Conrad Thompson. Oh yeah, yep. Conrad. Talk to Conrad. him. He's going to come on. Then he bailed on us. Yeah, yeah. bailed on us. That we, that was actually the second uh, bail that day. That day Ooh. we were supposed to record two podcasts well, that day. The first one she did. Cynthia actually came on. She's the LFL player uh, from. Yeah, uh, she's coming back too. Yeah, she's coming back in August. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Top yeah. shelf, homie. <laughs> Top shelf, homie tired and saying what see i'm tired i'm just saying how i really feel i'm not i, I am too i'm not even gonna lie man i follow her instagram feed i mean that's i, I mean, started leaving like comments that other people wouldn't leave like wow i have that same outfit yeah <laughs> yeah because I, i'm gonna get a little lol like i just i just i just i just leave like the like you know she she's been post she's been doing a lot of modeling lately and i'll just I haven't like, noticed no i mean either <laughs> i haven't haven't uh haven't we're not gonna go there <laughs> but um i just i just drop like little fire bombs yeah and just, I, like, I see you i see and, you working kid you see that and it was one it was like you're killing me smalls <laughs> um, and she was half naked wearing a bikini and no top or some shit like that oh i know i like watching help us all sand and glistening water oh I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna give you her instagram name here in a minute yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know wcw actually ran they uh a year later in the same arena owen hart died yep. and, and they did the same thing from the yes mm-hmm. um i did I, not know i didn't remember that well i had a uh, bret hart's uh i have all his <laughs> dvds and his documentaries and shit because i was a huge mm-hmm. bret hart was my dude and uh, and i started to lose a little bit of interest when that whole double flip with stone cold happened because i'm not gonna lie like I love stunning Steve, and then when he became the ringmaster, uh, shit, um, loved that even. I didn't even care. I was just glad he was finally on my team because to me, I, I've always, I've always been a WWE guy, and I, and and I don't, and I don't mean that I wasn't WCW. I just, I fell in love with the production and the way that WWE looked. I went to both. Anytime Nitro or Thunder or Raw or SmackDown was in town, I was. 
if I had the money or if I could get the money together and a group of friends, we were going either way. It doesn't matter. Wrestling is wrestling, right? And Brett had talked about how uh, – uh, I believe it was him and Chris Benoit put on a clinic. Uh, the next time that he was in the building, uh, they they uh, he said that uh, they dedicated that match to Owen's memory. He said he could feel like Owen's spirit with him the whole time going through the match. And and that, and that's it's awful. I mean, we've seen, we've had, we lost we've lost a lot of them. Way too many. <clears throat> and I remember the first time I took a bump in a ring. Oh, dude! And I was just, and I was just like. And I loved it because you'd hear it and it hurt. I'm like, okay, yeah. But it, it like it was like a shot of a drilling through you. And I remember that at age of eighteen or nine, I think it was eighteen was the first time I did. I was yeah, I was still a senior in high school. We did a show with so me, and my brother uh, Matt Vogel, and I think uh, Ed Brennan. Okay, yeah, yeah. We did a show out there. We did, me and my brother were the uh, Hispanic guys, okay, life beaters, and yeah. uh, first move was off the top rope yeah and then my brother didn't know what selling was oh no he's like i want to get <laughs> he didn't i rode like i spent like five five days riding this like step by step like how they do it now instead oh, of i didn't know what calling sure. in the ring was so and craig was mad he didn't get to do any moves so vogel went to do a hurricanrana and he didn't want to go with it and and i was just like he didn't and because uh, none of us knew, and, I, and I'm not blaming Craig, but he's like, I want to hit somebody. <laughs> and then, but Rip just let us go, and he let us in and just signed some fucking waivers. This is 98. I mean, sure. 98 is not that long ago. It's not like it's 1930. Well, sure. But yeah, it was still the one one of the greatest highlights of uh, of my life was doing that. Because the crowd was like, because they knew it was local crowd, and they're like, yeah, that's and, what's up. And we did a turn, you know, or whatever, and it was just like people were cheering and. And it was just like one of the greatest feelings ever. And then I did one with uh, Terry Miller, uh, Joe Browning. Okay. And, and I remember afterwards, like uh, Steph was just sitting out there because um, with her friend Krista. And then after the show, I just went and sat next to her and was standing, no big deal. And this kid came up and I wasn't looking. I was like talking to Steph and said, and he was just standing there. And I turned around and he was like, can I have your autograph? And, I, and at first I was like, all right, whatever. And I didn't believe it. But he's like, I really like what you did. And I was just like. Wow, yeah. that's, that's 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 magic, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it that's, was, an, that's an awesome feeling. You had yeah. a moment. When you make when you make yeah, exactly. Make you had a moment. Moments. You make such an impact on that little dude's life. You know, on that day that he wants your fucking signature. Side note: I, I've never you've never heard this story. So that's when Mark Henry got called down to OVW. Mark okay. Henry at one point in time was Olympic weightlifting champion, a straight shoot strongest man. Yeah. He walks up to me. He had a handler. Oh, and this, uh, um, it's a second. This only, this is two times I've seen a little, this little white guy be a handler for, uh, <laughs> he walks up to me. He's like, Hey, Mark would like to talk to you. Mark walks up to me. Wait, and, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this dude walked up and was like, Hey, this other dude wants to talk to you. Well, Mark, Mark's a WWE superstar. Yeah. And he's world famous, right? Yeah. As an Olympic, whatever. But he would just let him like, hey, Mark wants to interview you in a match. He'll be up here in a minute to talk to you. No big deal. But I was like, I didn't know who that guy was. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Mark walks up and he's like, hey, I'm going because he knew we were local guys. Sure. And Vogel was like, nah, fuck him. He, he, I'm, I don't want him in mine. So I was like, yeah, you can do mine. No big deal. He's like, if I hit you, you fucking go down. 
because <laughs> he thought that we were trained wrestlers i think because sure, i yeah. thought we were going to no sell and be like oh fuck you i'll hit you back because like no if you hit me i will go down like wh- <laughs> what do you want me to do You're right and they Please. wouldn't let him do it i was so pissed oh, <laughs> you that's... want me to backflip out the ring <laughs> yeah because you know at that time i was like two 205 210 right yeah yeah and he's like legit three something Easily. and he was going to take off running and splash me in the corner that, and i was so excited to get nailed i don't know yeah. what that means like um, like a big splash like um, he just he just like arms open like like just he, he runs from one end of the ring to the other and just runs with his chest against oh, my chest oh yeah yeah okay, overwhelms okay. you with his massive yeah. and yeah. i'm supposed body. to like fall down fall down motherfucker you like you didn't get knocked out well well he wouldn't they wouldn't allow him to do it uh, and he said <laughs> he goes fucking hit you you go down <laughs> and i was just like where am i else was i where else would i go right <laughs> Amen to that. But I just looked at him as like, yeah, it's Mr. Henry, whatever he needs, sir. I was marking out. I was just like, Dude. oh my God, oh my God, it's Mark Henry. He's yes. telling me he's going to hit me. That's awesome. And that was uh, and that was one of the, uh, we used to go to Rupp Arena. You ever been to Rupp Arena for anything? Mm-mm, mm-mm, so man. it's where Kentucky plays. You been there? Oh, yeah. The fucking hotel's right there. Yep. So if you go there, all the wrestlers are working out, walking yep. around. That's where I met Jerry Lawler at. Oh, that's awesome. So this is like a celebrity thing. So I'm like, hey, Mr. Lawler, can, you know, can I get a picture taken with you? Because he was looking at, like, dying. Because there's, like, a mall in there, too, right? Yeah. It's, it's a long time ago. Steph bought me tickets to go down there. And I was like, um, I actually have this on a T-shirt, too, of the photo. I was That's so happy. awesome. And I said, uh, can I have a picture taken? He's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so he's just, like, sitting there like this. And all of a sudden, Steph puts up the camera. Then all of a sudden, he's, just, he's slouched. And all of a sudden, he sees her about ready. He goes, <laughs> and then he goes right back down dude thumbs up he, he sold such, that shit for yeah. you that's awesome and then he's just like he's so it was like so instant for oh, him yeah. to do and i was just yeah. like and it's just funny because i was like even to us like oh my god that person's on tv yeah and it, it's kind of like what he was talking about it's like oh my god it's sharon osborne yeah oh yeah oh yeah because it's it's they're still a person but to them it's just like you, you're going through the screen and touching them yeah no yeah i mean it, it's it my you know and I, i've talked about this before uh you know my wife is a is a, a huge doesn't describe it kid rock fan okay yeah okay. i i i'm not i'm not even kidding you man that's uh, fine everybody i mean when, a, when young ted nugent that's fine when when i was <laughs> <laughs> when uh when, when she was in college you know she was such a huge kid rock fan i had went to uh karma Sure. And they had these these like huge like six foot tall posters of Kid Rock. Oh, the subway poster. And there was like six of them. I is bought. It, is all it the cardboard f- cutout or an actual poster poster? No, the cardboard cutout came later. Um, <laughs> not know. even fucking joking. Yeah, the subway poster. I know you're not. I so know, I, just... I I bought I bought all fucking six of them. I, I don't remember how much it was. Not a big deal. And. Um, so me being the smart ass kid that I was at 19 years old, and those things aren't fucking cheap. No, they're not. <laughs> um, I the house that she lived in at the time, everywhere that there was a free space, oh shit, I posted up a Kid Rock oh, poster. What's up? And well, I had one left, ran out of room. <laughs> Where'd that bitch go? Right above the bed. Oh, snap. <laughs> like a, like a fucking mirror on the ceiling. There was a Kid Rock poster, <laughs> and I thought 
I don't care if she's thinking about him. As long as she's into it, I'm into it. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's a, what's up. I'm okay with that, but just the fact that he looks like the guy off of uh, uh, Worthy like Millers. Looks like a fucking... Oh, oh yeah. When yeah. he's younger. Yeah. Sure. And sure. I could just see him having that same conversation. Yes. So we, like, um, you know, he has the... Uh, he's like the... Has that red... Or he was like kind of the spokesperson for that red stag whiskey yep. there for a while. Yep. Well, in the liquor stores, they had this fucking cardboard cutout oh, of fucking Kid Rock and a fucking red stag fucking <laughs> liquor bottle, right? So my father-in-law, God rest his soul, um, sends me a fucking text message one day of a picture of this fucking thing. Oh, he's shit. like, hey, he's like, I'm putting it in her room. Next time you come up, make sure you take this shit home. <laughs> and I just texted him back. I was like, what the fuck makes you think I want that shit? <laughs> oh, so, hell. The, so the next time we went up to visit the in-laws, we came home with a fucking cardboard oh, cutout of fucking Kid Rock. <laughs> 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 and so, so, you know, we've seen, and she's going to fucking kill me if she ever hears this. We've seen Kid Rock a, sh- a fucking shitload of times. Like, she was pissed this year because, well, I can't remember where he plays, but it's like way out of town. It's like a Friday night, and there's just no fucking way we can do it. Sure, sure. And last year, we didn't go see Kid Rock because... I went and saw Guns N' Roses. We went and saw Guns N' Roses. I think Guns would have precedence over that dude. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I like Kid Rock. You know, I like some of his songs. You know, I mean, you know, I like I mean, Kid Rock. When I was like, wow, he's a DJ. He worked his way up. Yeah, and then exactly. all, all of a sudden he's like, oh, so now he wants to be a fucking country star. Now, now I see people not wanting this anymore. I'm gonna slide over into this. I seen him quite a few times during the Devil Without a Cause tour, yeah. and then this yeah. Metallica Summer Sanitarium deal. I yeah. seen him on that too. So we uh, <clears throat> we hit up a concert one time, and it was up at it was up at Klipsch. And, um, you know, we sat down in the, uh, uh, what's, what are the high expensive Lower seats? pavilion. Pavilion, pavilion seats. And, I mean, we weren't like crazy low. I mean, we were like maybe 10 rows from the top of that. You know, still pretty, still really good seats. Yeah, those are great seats. And we were like four seats from the aisle. And so this concert's going on. And, um, you know, it takes a little break. I mean, very short break. And then all of a sudden, this light beam shines down in the middle of the pavilion. Oh, shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? And then all of a sudden, you hear, ball with a ball, to bang, to bang, dig it, dig it. You know, oh, I'm, just, I'm just like, oh, shit, man. Fuck yeah, man. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucker pops up in the middle of the fucking... I don't know how the fuck they did it, because there's no, there's nothing there that and does that trap shit. door, right? No, exactly. So this dude pops up in the middle of the fucking stadium, and I, I'm like, oh, shit, he's right there. And my wife takes off fucking running. Oh shit! And I'm just like, where, where in the fuck, where in the fuck is she going? I don't think I've ever been obsessed with anybody like that. No. And so she takes off running, and I'm just like, where, where, in the, where in the fuck does she think she's going? <laughs> right. And no longer than I can think this, she comes running back into the aisle, running back up to me, and just like in the most little kid at Christmas fucking voice goes, "Can I go down there and see him?" <laughs> and I was just like, um. <laughs> And before I could even respond, she was fucking gone. Wow. I don't know if she thought she was going to get down there and be able to suck his dick uh. or fuck him on stage. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I tell you what. She asked her permission first. She was fucking, you know, pussy had to have been wet. <laughs> not going to lie. The Kid and Rock popped she her. Could, she could probably come in here in a minute and tell you the exact same story, but I have never seen her that fucking amped up and that just giddy about 
anything in her life except for that single fucking moment. Wow. And wow. it was like a little fucking kid in a candy store. Like, she thought she was going to go down there, and that motherfucker was going to marry her on the spot. On the spot. That's I mean, I'd have let, awesome. let it happen. I mean, you know. I, I, I go with that Kid Rock you cash. Can be the, you can be the boyfriend. That's hey, okay. fuck, I ain't mad, man. Hey. Just buy me a fucking Lambo or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> or a big-ass truck. Right. <laughs> he did. Yeah, it reminds me of the Lambo song. He did a, uh, like, a Yell Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Yell Wolf, and then now he's almost going into the countryside, too. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a crazy transition. Yeah, he yeah, but he got locked up for a little bit in the psych ward or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's like somebody was telling me about that. Yeah, I was reading it because I my uh, there's a song called uh, "My Daddy's Lambo." It's kind of a funny song. It's a uh, Rob Deerdeck and dra- okay. drama. Drama sure. did the beat or whatever, so I don't know. I think they just made it to be fun. Daddy's Lambo. It's kind of a fun song. Me and my kids would laugh at it or whatever, and yeah. then. Um, I tell you what, though, if, if uh, for those people listening to this podcast, if you want a podcast to go listen to, go listen to dramas. Yeah, I mean, great podcast. His story is awesome. great. I mean, he yeah. came he came out there, and um, because drama's brother actually, um, they call him uh, Big Cat, was out yeah, there Big first. Cat, yeah. You know, so no, yeah, he, he definitely. I like drama. Drama yeah. went from yeah, I know Rob helped him, but a lot of it was he put in a lot of work himself. On he that absolutely too. did. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt your story. I just I listened to his podcast. I have no really, idea what I was saying. It's really great. And I don't say that to be. No, like, it's about the Lambo song. I don't say that to be rude. Yeah. Because sometimes as soon as you talk, I focus. I know. I know. The other do. day during that's the bottom why of I, head, and I was like, I go, fuck, what was I talking about? That's why I hate I hate to interrupt you, but it's like. It's because, fine. That's because, a bitch in you. That's fine. No, we're the same fucking way because if it doesn't come out of my mouth now. I'm not gonna remember it in two well, minutes because right here on on the laptop is I have um I have the iCloud notes up so okay, if something pops sure. in I'm like do 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 because if not I'll forget yeah. well and as both of you are talking I keep looking over at the monitor over there that AP just flipped and yeah. I keep seeing Donkey Kong with with the red line with you know our oh. our vocal and I, I just keep seeing Donkey Kong and I'm like what what does Donkey Kong have to do with all this but I'm loving it so you, you, do you notice that BJ's mic is clipped oh he's clipped yeah. it. you always clip your mic I know but, I get, I, but it but it but it never shows up no because you're great I am he's shown me how to do all that and it's, like the funny part is he's shown me it, it took me four times. Like I showed him four times in a row. I know how to do it because he's going on um, vacation. Vacation. My wife's yeah. going on vacation. Oh shit! And I'm going on vacation, but I'm staying home. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So he. So showed- I was like, I was like, look, here's the code in <laughs> the garage door. Here's how you set all this shit up. Come in and do whatever the fuck you want. And I was so giddy. And I was like, oh, okay, so I can go here and practice this and write this and do this. And I was so excited. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's a fucking yeah. camera in here. There's fucking video editing software. So if anything you, you want in this room. We're still looking for a female co-host. And that week, that week, I'll be doing some exclusive interviews. Motherfucker, just don't go in my bedroom. <laughs> Never would. But if you do, don't look in that second drawer on the right. <laughs> second door hey, of it. the weird question is and Seth's like oh, that's awesome you're gonna do that I'm glad you're gonna do that she's like well you know what she of all the questions she asked me about this whole thing that we're I was gonna do while you're gone hmm. what, not like hey sure Brittany's okay or you know you feel comfortable being in this house there's no no none of that uh where's the dog gonna be <laughs> I swear <laughs> to god well there's one of two places <laughs> one we're either gonna board him at our vet or the second one that my sister and my brother-in-law are going to watch him for four days because they have two dogs. That that was her question. Yeah, 
not like hey what are you working on and i'm not knocking her but that's how much she loves pets yeah no i mean I, she he can come hang out at your house and save me fucking 600 bucks oh shit is that what yeah. it is to send him there fuck yeah doggy i'll be off every day i can just come what i have to do days. what i have to do let him out and feed him and let him out and feed him yeah pretty much because he just i mean we don't i have kids and they're not dead we don't even put his we don't he doesn't even have a cage anymore yeah you just let him out back he'll chase the uh yeah he will chase fucking rabbits did i tell you that did i tell you i was t- talking to a raccoon the other morning you, you did say the fucking possum I sent you, didn't you? Pretty amazing. So you what? talked to a fucking raccoon. He's a coon whisperer. So what happened is, is you guys know I don't sleep real well. Yeah, especially when I have stuff on my mind, I don't sleep. Yeah. I have sleep apnea, whatever. Yeah. And so I woke up and at the new house um, before we got the new trash can. You know, they give you the trash can. We thought they did, and they didn't. So we had to get our own. Raccoon got into it. Yeah. Oh, First shit. time I heard it, it, scared the piss out of me. That would be that's scary sounds. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. nine millimeter. Take care of that shit. <laughs> Let's see here. Just woke up. <laughs> don't know what's going on and firing out a handgun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fire a handgun in city limits. So I'll do what I want. But, but anyways, so the other morning I woke up. It was like, the, I think it was nine before. It was 3.30 in the morning. I was like, shit, I got to be up in a couple hours. So I went outside and I like to go outside and sit down. And all of a sudden I see the raccoon there. I usually just talk to myself and have myself and answer myself, but I pretended the raccoon was like talk, like doing the other part, so I didn't feel so crazy. Dude, did you know I sent you the picture of the uh, possum yeah. on my fence the, the other day? Trip chasing him. Yeah, I, I I literally sat there and had a five minute conversation with this possum. See, it makes you feel better because you feel crazy. Because I was like, hey, I got this going on. They want me to do this at work. I think I can do it. It's not too much of my plate. They want to do this. They just listen. And I was just like, you know, it's nice of you to listen. I know. I know how you feel. I was like, I might throw some trash on the ground tomorrow night. You know, come back. <laughs> Dude, so I hate to ruin your awesome possum story. Yeah. I mean, raccoon. Yeah. My boy just texted me and said that WWE just released Austin Aries. Well, I figured that he wanted to go. I, You know, I, I don't know, another bad rap. That just... No, he didn't Sucked. know. He didn't. He didn't think there was anywhere else for him to go. I mean, he did a great run for the the um, for should, the for the two hundred five. Should have put the strap on him. I I love Neville, but no, that just well, I help about. But I mean, because a few years ago he was the top guy in ROH. Yeah, yeah. So he's a, it's the old thing. It's like a, he's a he's a shorter. He's gonna go back to ROH. I guarantee. Yeah, he's it. a shorter. One. Well, there's a lot of money right now. ROH with mm-hmm. the new new Japan. He makes a big comeback. Sell some merch. And he'll come back to WWE and be a top guy. Maybe. Well, he should. I mean, so NXT is, is is something that was like Ohio Valley, but they're actually taking big stars, signing big money, and then <coughs> I want to go to NXT. I really do because yeah. the crowds are different. Have you okay. never been? No. Oh, dude, I've been to like ten. He sounds so sad. Like my parents <laughs> died. Oh, dude, I'm sorry your parents died. Dude, I was at. The, awesome. I went to the Arnold the very first show they yeah. did outside of. Of, uh, of Florida, and um, I'm just, I'm a huge, God, I'm a mark. I can't help it. I don't care. I'm a mark for wrestling. I fucking love it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not lying. Well, who said I was lying about it? No, I mean, I mean it's, uh, you know, just from my personal experience of sitting in this room and talking to guys who are into it. There's like, a lot more than you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's like most people just absolutely fucking love it. You know, guys, guys who are into it fucking love it and are passionate as fuck about it. Mm. it I can respect because it's 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 something like that you know that not everybody can do. Absolutely, and it's 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 like snowboarding. Yeah, like it's very very difficult. Like Sean White is very awesome at it. Yeah, but not everybody can walk out there and do what he does. 
No, I mean, and and then you know, and speaking of that, it's like you know, certain situations where you know, like snowboarding, and you know, you can ride, you ride regular, you ride switch, you know, and a lot of people aren't great at switch. Some people are good, but Sean White was great. What is switch? Switch, like I ride left foot forward. Okay, so, but, which but, is which is which is considered regular. Okay, does it does your hands have anything to do with it? Nope. with it at all. Nope. Because I always wondered if you're right hand dominant or your right leg dominant. Because I kick better with my right. Well, see, I well because in snowboarding your power leg goes in the back. I'm fucking scared. So I I couldn't, dude. I've tried to ski and snowboard, and I was fucking scared. I blow my knee out. And I'm we, not allowed to. I, oh no, Steph won't let him take me anywhere any because she knows of my injury proneness. If you're gonna sit down on your ass and go on a tube, fucking call me. Cause I'm, do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right oh, now. Fucking great, call me. Great Seymour story. <laughs> uh, real fast. So there's Burkhart Hill. Yeah, oh yeah. Which is like, so it's downtown Seymour. One side, all the people go on. On the other side, there's a creek or crick. Depends on where you're from. <laughs> True so, shade. So, Southern Indiana. One south of our crick. one of our buddies finds a car hood. Oh yeah. Hey, okay. why don't we try this car hood? <laughs> okay. Sounds like a great idea. So and someone already put a string on it. So I was like, awesome. I was like, we could stand up and go down. So there was a bunch of us. So I didn't know who was all there. So we go down to the bottom of the hill on, on the side with the crick. And um, we build a ramp. Yeah. And if you go over the ramp, you have to stop. If not, you're going to go into the trees in the water. Okay. Hey, we'll be fine. You know, we know how physics works. We'll, we know how to measure it. No, we're fucking idiots. Uh-huh. I make it down safely. Uh, I think my, Craig was with me. And then my cousin, Chris, who was up here for the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wrapped around the tree. <laughs> you you just see him, but he, he, he held on though. He wouldn't let go. Yeah. It was one of those man thing. Like I'm gonna ride this all the way. Uh-huh. Up. It was like Patrick Swayze and, uh-huh. uh, and uh, uh, what is it? The Swayze. Um, oh, point Break. Point Break. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Swayze. God bless you. I miss you. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <coughs> no, the, the uh, no. Sorry, I was ahead. gonna say to that hill's defense, it's a lot fucking scarier when you get up there on the top of it. And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, this don't look that big when we're driving over it. I know, <laughs> but but then I had no injuries, never been hurt. Yeah, and I was like, you know, in high school, and I was like, fuck this, that's fine. Yeah, and then you didn't care if you got if you hit a tree, you're like ah. Oh. Uh, it'll be all right tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Shake it off. Now, if I, like, stub my toe, I'm like, oh, my God, please don't be broke. <laughs> don't be Yeah, that ain't no shit. No, but you, uh, being scared, you're going to blow out your knee snowboarding. You just haven't had to ride instructor yet. I haven't ever been instructed. Oh, well, fuck. Dude, I've never. It's I so mean, easy. I, I taught, <clears throat> and, of course, he was a very uh, unique uh, student, I guess, out of all the people that I've taught. Uh, to snowboard, which has been a fucking shit ton of people. Um, he learned the fastest. Really? By roughly two days. Because usually you can say, if you can take somebody within three days, they'll have a complete handle on it to be able to go down a hill, to stop, to carve, to do all this shit, right? Really? We, <laughs> this is actually our buddy DB out of Florida. He, uh, love you, DB. Yeah. He, uh, we got to the top of the hill and he goes, hey, he goes, show me how to stop. And so I, you know, there was like a little bitty drop, you know. And so then, I, hang on one second. DB, very athletic, played ball with him. Yeah. Yeah, very coordinated. Uh, I mean, somewhat, but coordination on a snowboard is totally different than coordination on anything else. But he knows how to, but he knows how he, his body he, but works. But he knows yeah. how his body works. Yeah. 
And so I dropped down off this little bitty tiny hill. I mean, it was it was just a little drop off. So I dropped down it, stop. And I turned around and I was like, "That's how you stop." And he goes, "It's kind of like swinging a baseball bat, crack it open." And uh, he goes, uh, "He goes, it's kind of like swinging a baseball bat." And I was like, "I kind of thought about it for a second. I was like, yeah, that's exactly it." Huh. He goes, "All right." He drops down off the same hill, stops. I was like, uh, "Okay, you got it, dude." <laughs> Schooling complete. <laughs> and literally from like that was it that was all i had to show him but most people most people take you it take you about eight hours <clears throat> because most people won't ride for eight hours continuously in one day sure sure because it's i mean it's a fucking workout like you're so, using muscles you're not used so to so where are you going like when you when you snowboard around here like well around here you know in indiana you've only got about two places that you can really is it paley uh paley peaks is one that's where i grew up riding uh, the second one is in Lawrenceburg, uh, which is uh, Perfect North. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of that place. Not not bad. I mean, not bad for this area. You know, until you go out and ride a fucking mountain, you kind of come back and go. Well, I don't I don't know what the fuck <laughs> you guys are doing here, but it's fucking stupid. Well, I know when, when <laughs> I was in, when I was in Lake Tahoe, I flew Steph out for um, three days for like a, a Valentine's Day. I flew her out there, and we. Um, it was awesome, obviously, a lot. and we actually went up the mountain all the way to the top, and then just just see that. Um, oh yeah, the culture. Yeah, and these weren't tourists because it wasn't tour season. These yeah. were regular people that were there every day oh, yeah. from like oh. Sacramento and stuff, and, yeah. and it was just pretty cool. Yeah. I think it was like sixty dollars for me and her to have lunch at the top of a mountain, eating <laughs> greasy burgers and fries. That's yeah. a moment. I know. You're paying for that moment. Yeah, man. Some experiences. That's where she bought those really nice pants. I still enjoy. I'm gonna text her. No kids are home. <laughs> but, but those, those put, nice, put, nice pants. Put those furry pants I know, on. I, I texted my wife 30 minutes ago, yeah. uh, and I still have not got what I asked for. Uh-oh. There might be some heat. No, my kids are being assholes. Uh-oh. That's why I want to start a podcast called Kids Are A-Holes. Man, oh, I know. Man, they can be. And after yeah. spending time with them, I'm like, I want to start a wrestling podcast. I don't even care if anybody listens to it. I mean, it's possible. You know how to do this shit now. I know. I'm, I'm, I am a... I'm at a whim to be available anytime you want to get a hold of me. <laughs> I feel like this this could be a part ten, you know. He sounds like he's such a polite person. Like I'm very sorry that I smashed in the car window, <laughs> uh, but I will make sure that I take necessary measures to make sure that it's taken care of in a prompt time, uh-huh. in a uh-huh. prompt and timely manner. Prompt and timely manner. And then you, and then they see him, and then we always take pictures and be like. And that's what you talking about earlier. Like, look at this dude. Yeah, yeah. Like those yeah. guys are friends. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> my uh, my uh, family back home calls me the Tonka Teddy Bear. <laughs> Tonka Teddy Bear. <laughs> yeah. All right, What's you up? you are a big Transformers fan. I grew up a big Transformers fan, but I cannot stand Michael Bay. Are we fucking doing this again? Oh, we're doing this. All right. Oh, I shit. fucking hate Michael Bay too. Right, I'm gonna good. be honest with you. Good. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Boom. Movie, we're done. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right, so Wahlberg's done. Let's, who else can we get? That's an A list that people just want to see because uh, mm. no, nobody wants to do my movie. No, oh, they don't. Tell me, tell me, we got. <laughs> they got to get the Rock. Oh no, he's already locked up the other bullshit movie series. Is he? Oh yeah, oh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fast and Furious Fifteen comes Baywatch out in two too, weeks. Right? I'm telling right. you what, Baywatch. Yes, <laughs> it bombed. By the way, yeah, did it? Did it? Oh, by so my theory is on Fast and Furious. I said this on the episode before. They take Chronicles of Riddick, 
oh. Fast and Furious, and the Vin Diesels meet in space. Oh shit! And then the universe just blows up. Right. That's all. That's all it takes. There's a fucking kitty cat on a fucking comet, and there's pizza <laughs> being thrown across the room. <laughs> Sounds like an episode of what's that shit? Uh, pizza Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, I mean, I just think Uncle Grandpa. There you go. And like, it's like Cartoon Network cartoon. And they're not even, not even going to compare anything. But we're trying like when we do things, we're like, okay, we haven't seen this. We're trying to be very creative. We don't want to recycle anything. When we, anything we do, even with our shows or whatever, and the the videos we do. And then I just watch these fucking... Hey, Baywatch? Anybody remade Baywatch? Nope. All right. Get somebody. We'll make, put out Baywatch. <laughs> they yeah. think the audience is fucking stupid. <sighs> I hate when my, my intelligence is questioned in a movie. I rarely get But in real life, I'm out, okay. But, but movies, I'm upset if you, you think I'm an idiot. Dude. Yeah. Michael Baywatch. <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say. Bombed. <laughs> and so the Transformers... The, the, <sighs> yeah. and, um, Dude domestically but overseas we talked about it last week um i did send a, a tweet to trump about expanding the travel ban to movies that people watch overseas oh, <laughs> sure dude yeah. I, i'll take that and i'll see that and raise you that <laughs> that's for you tc <laughs> oh shit no i oh, just my god i don't he, know he just butchered my my shit he butchered it um my, here's my thing as a child, you watch these cartoons. They're blocky and they're chunky, and their faces are very—they're very unique compared to person to person. You can tell Optimus fucking Prime from Bumblebee. Yeah. You can tell Sideswipe from Hound. Yeah. Yes, I get it. John Goodman. I love the fact that he voiced a Transformer that had a beard. He's cool. <laughs> but realistically, the, all the fucking moving whistles and shit they all look the same it yeah. all the characters look exactly the same they just splash a different collar on them yeah and to me like i don't know if i was creating a movie that was like a throwback to something that was out uh decades before i would try to pay an homage to what that is and try to create it as much as possible and to me i feel like the the design in itself got in the way of the whole fucking movie because Optimus Prime don't even look like fucking Optimus Prime. He didn't have fucking flames in the cartoon, you know? Yeah. Like, it just, it, I guess it just bummed me out more than anything because, you know, the first few movies was just about Megan Fox and her DSL and her short <laughs> short shirts on, you know? Like, Hey, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed watching it. Hey, you know what? The well, D and then I, I don't Shia was confused on how, like, everything works like he was like he was like shaggy of transformers agreed the parents stole the show yeah you know but to me look i own the transformers movies because i own fucking everything transformers um i was so overwhelmingly stricken with normalcy when i went to see the new movie yeah uh the fact that they made Rodimus Prime and gave him like a French accent, it just uh, ripped my guts out, really. Yeah. I, you know, and again, I don't know. I just feel like if they could have kept the the standard design of each robot to look like they did from the cartoon that the kids grew up watching, that yeah. we kids grew up watching, they could have did something with it made it more relatable. But, it, you know, to me, it just felt like a glorified car commercial. <laughs> you know yeah i mean yeah, bumblebee I should be a fucking volkswagen bug yeah 
you know not a a camaro right well (laughs) i think what it is 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 the plan by the new world order is to get people in the movie theater and have things flash so much that eventually like people are just going to stroke out right yeah yeah yeah, for sure well that first movie man it was just like any any time that the transformers themselves were in the movie it was just this like blur of like what what you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the fight scenes. It was just like a, a, like a, I don't know. It felt like I was on a, like a train watching a car crash. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I just couldn't relate. I don't know. And I fucking, my boy wheels, uh, Jeremy Wheeler. He, we hadn't hung out in a minute. He's like, dude, cause he loves the transformers movies. And I'm like, I fucking hate Michael Bay. But anyway, let's do it IMAX. Let's do it. Let's do it up. So yeah. I paid sixteen fucking dollars. I sit down and I'm I'm as engaged as I'm going to be for fifteen minutes, and then I fucking passed out. <laughs> <laughs> and I wake up as they're like roll credits, and I'm like, oh, shit, this one wasn't any better than the other ones. See, that's why I like going to the drive-in. I do. <gasps> we haven't. Yeah. I haven't done that this year, and, and me and Seth are talking about it because we have good time at the drive-in. Take the Jeep. It's real nice, and then that way, if there's a movie turns out to suck you can kind of just like switch channels like i'm gonna watch that one over there yeah. now yeah i thought you know what if seymour could bring that back you know if someone could invest some money and bring that back that could be huge for such a desolate area of nothingness because man and then we could sell weed down there oh shit what well, okay well, i wasn't going there but all right it's out now no, no but i you know i i loved you know and i think we are at a time now where you know all the, all the retro keep banging my mic all the yeah, retro you shit <laughs> you know all the retro shit it's coming back and uh, i think that you know opening it a, a dr- another drive-thru getting back into that i think would be a big deal you know a because it's, yeah because you i mean drive through my bad as long so, as it's open 24 hours i'm all about that drive-thru i'm just right. saying <laughs> you know it's like i would love to take my kids to a drive-in absolutely i know so i mean i think there's a whole you know you have those kids that grew up going to that shit and then they turned it away Mm. you know so your millennials don't really know how fun a drive-in is first time i touched a boob driving i I, I tell you what we're not gonna go there hammer down we're not gonna do that hammer down i was in a i was in a beaner car seat uh seeing uh, empire strikes back is what i was told i i seen empire uh at the drive-in uh and then of course I was in the back seat of a Buick LeSabre yeah. for uh, Re- uh, Return of the Jedi, so yeah. I remember that because I've got this affliction with uh, I'm obsessed with Ewoks. Yeah, I had a dog for many years that looked like Wicket. He just had the smashed <laughs> face with the big yeah. uh, poofy haircut. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I remember being at the drive-in, and this is how I wish I remember other ones, but it was. The, he was a hockey player and she was a figure skater oh, and they put them together what was that I, I it's i don't know and they f- eventually fall in love and they do great okay. typical 80s movie sure sure that's why i remember watching that and i just remember um sitting on wait on someone's head. i don't even know who that, who that head was i was like maybe nine or ten i don't even know how oh. wow everything was a lot better back then <laughs> it's just so easy man everything was easy peasy so, um, <clears throat> Yeah, just, uh, I don't know, easy peasy. Uh, movies, soundtracks, <laughs> fucking yeah. the whole thing. Like Absolutely. Just no, pop, I'm excited. I was just... Pop culture. I'm just excited that you came in. I was honored that, you know, you and, and came in and 
I, 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 I'm sorry. I just had to write down on the uh, dry erase board because I just looked over and realized we've been in here talking for two hours. Because we're chatty, Kathy's. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't even realize. I, didn't, I thought I thought maybe we'd been an hour. And we haven't. I've been enjoying this shit. I probably. I it, it's 2017. Uh, I probably haven't seen you since i don't even know if it's been graduation or something yeah i mean maybe at least a October, decade maybe uh, yeah. a decade and a half it just came right in and yeah it's awesome oh yeah the fun sway boys well fucking I, professional no, this, this is a uh this is a conversation that i love to have i mean i love i love hearing and i thought about this today because i knew you were coming in and i probably the only like i love slash's autobiography yeah sure because I love, I mean, I, I've always loved music, but I, I, I know my limitations. And I know that I was there was never going to be an opportunity that I was going to be able to be in a band, play music, do something, you know. Because if it was like, okay, well, I learned to play drums, well, Sproles played, Sp- Sproles played the drums. So, the, you know, that was like, that's not going to happen. Riss is all fucked up, can't play guitar. So it's was like, okay, well, I can sing. Yeah, kind of <laughs> on a good day, you know, so it was like, so I always enjoy hearing a good story, especially about being on the road. Sure. You know, it's like, you know, having dinner with Ozzy, you know what I mean? All this shit, you know, I mean, it's, I love to hear a good rock and roll story, you mm. know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's what I'm all about. Well, I'm honored that you both asked me and I'm just telling you, I've got stories for days. So maybe I may end up being that kooky, weird next door neighbor that makes cameos every once in a while. Oh, we have, we have a shit ton of well, them. That's perfectly fine. If I you ever get, love. if you ever get a text from me, it says everybody, someone canceled. Like I've done that to Craig, I've done it to Chris. <laughs> sure. Uh, I've done it to, yeah. I've done it to everybody. Dude, Absolutely. I would, I would be humbled to come here and talk with you guys anytime. This Hell has yeah, been man. a fucking blast. I love it. I, love I just, it. it's a, and, um, it'll be out on Monday. Yeah, um, I'm pretty, and and just I'm happy to see people. I know I mock Seymour all the time. I know I do, um, but we mock it. That's well, what we do. But you know what? You're not mocking the people. You're mo- yeah. you're mocking that small town uh, mindset of of everything that kept us you, under their hoof. You live over there, yep. so you have to be a certain way. Yep. If you come over here, I want to have preconceived notions about you, or I'm going to feel sorry for you. Exactly. So I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't live in a town that big. I'm sorry your dad wasn't around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just what? I just, I just, just want to check out. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. But that they know everything. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but no, I'm glad another person from Seymour is doing doing something that's great. Yeah. And, hell yeah, man. And then I think... With the ta- the tattoo thing, I think would be great. I think if we can ever pull it off, have someone uh, in here, get a tattoo artist in here and talk, have them just tell them like, some of the stories from being in a tattoo place. I'm yeah. just telling I need you. To quit saying I that know them all. Someone's, gonna, <laughs> uh, uh, someone's probably going to steal that idea. I got to stop saying that out loud. Yeah, you got to quit talking about this shit. And My just bad. Just know, like I literally, I have the best on lock. Uh, so if that needs to happen, you let me know, and I can reach out to a few good brothers and make that happen. Uh, and and you know what? Just th- the same goes with like the stories I have. We could have, we could have ebbed and flowed anywhere and again. Oh, there's yeah. a I'm I eventually someday would like to write a book on on all my shit, and I feel like just as the vibe began to mesh with us, it wasn't about like even telling us stories anymore. It was just about like. 
opening this brotherhood up and just seeing what's under the hood. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, uh, is I, that fucking, the, I like this dude. I'm glad you fucking called him. He's, I'm um, fucking glad to be here, man. It, like, it, yeah, it's man. probably someone so, that wouldn't expect us to be friends because of pre- preconceived notions sure. of how we are. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's just some, we, but wrestling fucking, that was what I was wrestling. Yeah. Yep. Like we loved wrestling. He, and a lot of us did, and we could talk about it. And then it was okay to talk about it. And like, oh, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> that's my Vince, Vince McMahon. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> This is a drizzling <laughs> shit. Um, but uh, we need to play. Uh, we, uh, well, let's, what 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 um, you know, before you go, like, uh, what is uh, you got anything you want to promote? Your band, anything? Um, let's just say I got a ton of irons in the fire, and um, we'll leave it at that because like I I I got a couple projects, but I don't have anything recorded. Yeah. Um, I'm I I just I dig the shit out of life. I dig the shit out of this culture from podcasting uh what you guys are doing is awesome uh i love fucking transformers um shit lead us out on that yeah you got the touch uh from transformers soundtrack <laughs> you got dude. the touch oh dude it's it's epic it's i a, like to touch <laughs> megan fox and she married brian austin green off 90210 holy shit that's a travesty sorry that's a randy travesty <laughs> 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 I've got them all day long. Randy Travis, nice guy. Just don't let him drive. That, that, so, are that, we, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, no, are we still going out to Tesla signs? Yes. Oh, yes. I think yes. it's. I think it's that, a, I think I love this. Started, okay. I love this song because I, you know, it's it, you know, there's there, you know, there's a fucking ad. Where is the yeah, damn cursor? You got there video. You got to <laughs> skip it in five. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So yeah, uh, well, uh, before we head out, <clears throat> I will give out all of our social media. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can go to uh, on Twitter. We are at Smugcast Show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Smugcast underscore AP. Uh, you can follow BJ. It's at the BJ Robbins. He uses his full name. I do not. I'm not sure why. I, I it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash Smugcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, uh, Smugcast underscore. Uh, also, don't forget you can go to our YouTube page. We are not big enough for it to be youtube.com forward slash smugcast. So just go to YouTube, search smugcast, you'll find the shit. Uh, we did just put out a video. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the fucking subscribe button. Subscribe. Play that shit. All the podcasts are now uh, directly uploaded to YouTube. We did that for my mom. We absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only fucking reason I did it. Because <laughs> you couldn't figure out how to fucking download it on iTunes. Where's your radio station? <laughs> So, uh, but you can check out everything. Uh, all, every, all the episodes are also on smugcast.com. Uh, don't forget, you listen to it on iTunes. Please rate and review us. Go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Am um, I leaving anything out on the social media? I believe I, I believe I, I believe I nailed it. No, thanks for all the um, the feedback. We really appreciate it, and thanks for everybody. The show continues to grow. Absolutely. Um, don't forget, you can go to uh, rangeofnutrition.com. Uh, use promo code SMUGCAST, and you will get 15% off your order. Uh, also, you can go to Jay's Wings and Seafood over on the east side of Indianapolis. Hey, Jay. Pop in there, get promo code SMUGCAST, and you will get 10% off your order. Uh, also, big shout-out to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio each and every week. Uh, that's Repo Records, taking the music back. And... Uh, I guess uh, with that, uh, this is this is Smugcast. Stay smug. Absolutely. 
Still a fucking ad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna 